guys. Welcome to Pretty Killer Podcast. I'm your host, Jordana. And tonight I have a very special guest. I have Mike Gibson with me, singer, songwriter, comic book writer, co-host of the Multiverse Report Podcast. Mike. Hello. Hi. (laughs) A very lengthy introduction, but a man with uh, just a very long list of amazing things that he does. (laughs) Uh, Yes. uh, Thank you. I'm very busy and I never sleep. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But uh, I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. Um, But why don't you tell everyone like what you've been doing lately? Well, let's see. My uh, you mentioned comic book writer. My first comic book uh, is called The Amazing Shakes, based on a real life um, superhero band that I am in. Um, was just completed. I'm in the process of sending it out to all my Kickstarter backers. Uh, that's going on right now. Um, the aforementioned band, The Amazing Shakes, is in the middle of doing some recording. Um, I'm in another band called The Action that's also in the middle of doing some recording and playing some shows. Um, I don't know. And I'm doing, uh, like you mentioned, I'm doing the Multiverse Report. It's a weekly, like a nerdy news wrap-up podcast. We do it every Sunday night. We uh, we stream live on Twitch, like around 9.30, and then it's on YouTube and all your, you know, podcatchers, Spotify, Apple, um, all on that the next day. And it's all just kind of weekly wrap-up of, like, nerdy news, who got cast and what, and reactions and reviews of, you know, the new Star Wars whatever and the new Marvel whatever and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so me too. too. Yes. But that's exciting about the the new music and you guys playing. We'll have to come out and see you guys. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest. It's the best. You guys. I I, yes. I, the most epic Halloween show was you guys with your Jurassic Park. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. We usually do this. This was the first the first non-pandemic year in a long time that we did not play a Halloween show and just our schedules just didn't work out, which was a bummer because. I'm a huge fan of the holiday of Halloween, yes. um, as I'm sure you are as well. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, it was a bummer. Just the scheduling just didn't work out. We're all um, busy people. But yeah, we always do uh, great group costumes. And um, Jurassic Park was a wonderful one. Seeing my two horn players in giant uh, inflatable dinosaur costumes was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was the most amazing thing. So, so <laughs> fun. The energy. I loved that show. Well, thank you. Yes, very welcome. I know it was a weird year this year with like no one really playing out in the CNY area, but it was kind of nice to to not have that going on and to be able to go do, you know what I mean? Like do holiday yes. or Halloween things, you know? Yep. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Because as much as I love playing a Halloween show, like it is a lot, like it takes up a lot of rehearsal time. Like we have to relearn all of our Halloween songs we haven't played in a year. We have to figure out a costume. We have to put it together. There's like a lot, lot more that goes into it that would take up, take time away from other things. So yeah, I enjoyed a bit of more relaxing lead up to the Halloween holiday this year. Yes. It's always like, it's obviously my favorite holiday. Like I love Christmas. I love this time of year with like Thanksgiving because you get to eat and the whole Christmas thing. But I just Halloween and the whole month of October. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. And I do, um, my wife and I have this big Halloween party every year. And, uh, we just had ours this past Friday and I spend an entire week just decorating my house, like an absolute insane person. Um, (laughs) and then as much as I love Halloween, like you just said, the entire, I'm ready to go October 1st or like late September, I'm ready to go Halloween decor, movies, feelings, whatever I'm in. But then, by and then 
you know, we do trick or treating was great with my son. And then on November 1st, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm taking all these things. These the decorations are coming down. Like as much as I love it, like I, it's like, I just, um, we were talking off air about, uh, the glut of like Marvel content being a little too much sometimes. And it's sim- yeah. similar with Halloween. Like I'm just in it so hard for so long. It's like, okay, I need a break. I need to think about, uh, turkeys and, uh, stuffing and the oncoming think- Christmas season is like a welcome breath of fresh air. But then by, by January, I'll be like, what should I do for the next year's Halloween party? Just like thinking out of it again. It's like, it's never far from my thoughts. <laughs> same. I am the same exact way. And I, yeah. Like this, the the Halloween decor that will stay up for a little bit because mm-hmm. I just I feel like it's natural in their house, like to have yeah. you know purple glowing lights and Day of the Dead statues and you know nice. what I mean. Like so, oh, yeah. it'll stay up for a little bit. But I do feel you on that. Like I I felt like the spooky season was end of no or end of September. Yeah, you know this time around. So we we went hard this Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. We, we did a lot. Like how was your Halloween weekend? So you had the party trick or treating was fun. No rain. Thank God. Yep, no rain. It was great. Uh, my son was feeling a little, uh, started not feeling very good. So we had a, we mm-hmm. cut trick or treating a little bit short, um, yeah. which was too bad, but um, up until then it was great. Like the temperature was wonderful. It was just like a nice, you know, cause you know, we just let the kids run from house to house and it's like a group of parents, you know, with beers in our hands, following them <laughs> at like a slower pace, making sure they're not running through the road and stuff. And it was like super relaxing, super fun. We we're just having a good time. It was great. I had a really good time. Yeah. Same this year. We, uh, we were walking with another family and a lot of people were out like having fires, like real yep. wood fires. Oh, nice. And, uh, which was nice to have that smell and like the crisp air. It was just like ideal for you know halloween yeah and we went to this one driveway and there's these two dudes they had this awesome setup with like a tv watching some sort of sports and they had their coolers and they had you know their fire pit going and they gave us jello shots oh nice (laughs) (laughs) gave the kids candy so it was really nice so then we started walking around the block and we started hearing fire trucks we're like oh my god did like oh yeah catch on fire you know like we were freaking out because yeah. there were some people that had questionable setups and we're sure. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we come around and there's a fire truck but like michael myers was out mm-hmm. and this like, extremely creepy clown and they were just kind of handing out candy so it was cool it oh was wow fun. yeah we have uh yeah we saw we got the fire truck in our neighborhood as well and yeah. we also have a michael myers in our neighborhood that at least two years in a row now just yeah. follows his kids around in full head to toe Michael Myers costume, walking slow enough to make it creepy. Yeah. Doesn't say a word, just doesn't, you know, if his kids come up, he'll like hug them or acknowledge them. But otherwise he's like in full character. It's amazing. I love it every year. I do too. I always keep my eye on them to, yeah. just to like, you know, see their mannerisms and to be like, hmm. Yeah. Can you cut it? Can you be a really good Michael? <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he would walk that quickly. I think you should slow you up. Giving them notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then, so, but real quick, speaking, speaking of that in the, like a neighborhood app that I have some guy at one of the stores, he dressed up as Michael and he had a real wrench and he wasn't letting people like leave the building. Oh, geez. I don't know if you saw that, but no, I, I didn't. My God. <laughs> like three people sent it to me and I'm thinking, well, that's, that's friggin' horrible. Yeah. And he, he just, it was a shot of like a window and Michael and he had the bandage just like he had it in you know, kills and yeah. holding a wrench. And it's not funny. No, no. <laughs> but I was like, holy shit. Like what is wrong with people? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Horror movies are fun because you're, 
you know that you're safe. You're in a theater or you're in, uh, you know, your house on a couch under a blanket. So, but you're still able to experience those like intense emotions. Bringing it into the real world is horrifying and no fun whatsoever. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. So, but on to uh, like lighter things, I guess you could say. So (laughs) what brings us together tonight is we're going to, in the Halloween spirit, we're going to talk about the Halloween franchise. Yeah, we are. Yes. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm so pumped about talking about all of this. So um, I guess like my first question to you would be like, what was your first experience with the Halloween franchise? Um, It's a great question. Um, and okay. So I don't know backstory, like my, my parents were, when I was a kid, they were pretty strict about like what I could watch and what I couldn't watch. Like I was never the kid that, you know, uh, and and also my parents didn't really watch scary movies or horror movies or anything like that too. So it's not even like they had seen it and they would tell me about it or I would possibly see it because they were watching it like no chance. Yeah. Um, but and it, it wasn't until I was probably in like, I don't know, mid to late high school before I started actually enjoying a lot of horror movies or like seeking them out. Yeah. But I do remember that I'm, I'm going to bring it back to Halloween, I promise, that uh, I do remember that when I was like in first in first grade, I knew this kid, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. who had an older brother and the older brother either would tell him or let him watch uh, Friday the 13th movies and Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And Ooh. so this kid who was what, what are you in first grade? Seven, eight years old, yeah. maybe sometimes even six um, yeah. uh, would come in and tell me about all these things that he saw in the movie the night before. And like, Oh, at the end of this one, Jason movie, this Freddy glove pops out and pulls the mask in. And the next movie is going to be Freddy versus Jason. He was telling me this in like 19, 19- 89 or whatever, you know, um, and that movie didn't come out till 2000 or whatever. But, um, uh, so like I had heard all this stuff about, you know, and like, and that even though I wasn't watching those movies, I knew Freddy Krueger was like a monster. I knew Jason was like a scary, like thing from scary movies, but I'd never seen any of those movies. I just knew from this kid telling me about (laughs) him all the time. Yeah. What he never talked about. I don't ever remember him mentioning Michael Myers or Halloween ever. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even know that I knew that there was a movie called Halloween until I was probably in, I would say like middle school sometime. So it would be like mid, like 95 ish, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's when I really started, I've always been a night owl and yeah. I really kind of honed in on, started honing in on that in those years when I was like in middle school, like old enough to stay up late. My parents didn't care. So, um, some night the rest of my family was in bed. I was up, I was watching like the, you know, the old timey, like channel guide that would just like scroll up on the TV, you know? Oh my God. We're aging ourselves yeah. by knowing that. Um, yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but most annoying thing ever. <laughs> but like I saw that this, a movie called Halloween was going to be on and I don't know if it was, maybe I had heard about it or like knew that it was a horror movie or maybe I was just like, oh, I like the holiday Halloween. So I'll watch this movie or I don't know. So I start, I watched it on TV for the first time and I didn't know anything about it. So I I knew that it was in the same vein as like a Freddie and Jason or whatever, I guess from the ether from just society, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, but because I hadn't heard about it and no one had told me about it, it felt like it kind of felt like I was the only one in the world who knew about this movie because I, there's no one else I knew had seen it, you know? And like this right, kid that I was, yeah, this kid that I was friends with never talked about it. So this is like, I'm just like, I felt like I was discovering it instead of like finally seeing something that a million other people had already seen. So what an amazing feeling that would have been so awesome to be like, Oh my God, what is this? Yes. It was great because it was, Oh my God, what is this? And everything, every twist worked on me. Like the beginning when it's revealed that he's just a little kid and he just killed yeah. his sister. I was like, what? No way. Like the whole thing, like it, the whole thing worked on me so hard, even with like the commercials and everything. But mm -hmm. I think it was, it wasn't like Elvira or something, but it was on some like cable channel where like the host that would throw to commercial or come back from commercial would, was in some kind of like creepy, like background or whatever. So it was kind of like a horror yeah. kind of night thing. So it was made it better. Yeah. Um, and that was my first experience with it, which um, I really loved. And I just like, I was like, just glued to the TV. But then I didn't realize this when I started watching Halloween, but Halloween two was playing right after it. And so, yeah. So I finished Halloween. I was like, that was amazing. Like the end of Halloween. Like, I don't know if you get a better, I don't know if there's a better ending in any horror movie than the end of Halloween. Shoots yeah, him. He falls. He's down. He looks, he's there. He looks away. He looks back. He's gone. You don't know where he is. It's the greatest yeah. ending ever. Yeah. ever and then ever. you hear the breathing it's terrifying so then that enough that alone blew my mind terrified me i was like oh my god and then it's like coming up next halloween 2 i was like holy crap i can just keep watching another halloween movie right now and then the fact that halloween 2 starts right where halloween ends uh blew my mind i was like i didn't know you could do that with a sequel like what it starts right away and I think I watched most of Halloween 2 that night. I think it got too late and I was tired and I ended up going to bed. So I don't think I saw the ending of it until mm -hmm. later. So I think I gave up halfway through. But because I gave up halfway through, I missed the twist of them being brother and sister. Ah, that's that was like crucial, obviously, in that timeline. Yes, crucial in that timeline. But I did not yes. know that. And I think then... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking a lot in an answer to your one thing, but I don't think, I don't think I learned, I don't think I learned that they were supposed to be brother and sister until I saw Halloween H2O in the theaters and they talk about it in that movie. And I was like, what, when did that happen? Like an idiot, like, yo, that happened 20 years ago. You fool. Um, <laughs> You're just sitting there like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, what, what a twist. Like, no way it happened a long time ago. Um, but anyway, that was my first in my introduction to Halloween and I love it because it's like a really great memory for me, like discovering, feeling like I was discovering it on my own and just being completely blown away and in part blown away by the sequel as well. Yeah. I mean, and that's like the perfect way to find it Yeah, is to like, and you know, it's funny you say that about the, the, your friend talking about Jason and Freddie, because I feel like they're like the known, like, I don't want to say supernatural, but like supernatural killers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you yeah. have like the icons and you have them, but Michael is to me scary. You know what I mean? Like he's scary because of the, the realness of the storyline and how, you know, how creepy and like you said, the ending, like yeah. he, he might've shot him six times, but he wasn't there at the end. Yeah. And then it into like the night after and he's still out 
doing right. whatever he's yeah, doing. Yeah, there's no hint of any supernatural anything in that first movie until possibly the very end where he gets shot so many times and then is still able to get up and go away. That's like, that's the first inkling of, oh, maybe this guy, maybe Loomis is right. Maybe he is more than a man or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yes. But the fact that they still, that's the very end. They don't confirm it. They don't whatever. Like that is the, it's perfect. It's perfect the way. Yeah. And like you said, that, that breathing that stuck with me because, you know, you heard it throughout the whole movie. You get that. And I loved the end when they did that shot, but they did every single like room, the hallway. Oh, it's the great. Like everywhere, you know, everywhere that they were and they had like iconic interactions. And then it was just like empty. Yeah. 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 And it's like they start small. It's like hallway room, slightly bigger room outside of a house, outside of a different house. You know, like they go like they start small and get bigger and bigger. And the the breathing just keeps getting louder and louder. It's so intense and terrifying. It's the best. It's the best. I love it. I know. Every time I watch it, too, like I've I've, I think I've seen that movie probably like way too many times to count. But it just every single time it just still packs that like delivery of, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like back. Yeah, I agree. And even like um uh Halloween of twenty twenty, like the first like pandemic year, first yeah. Halloween pandemic, like I was like super stressed out and anxious all the time about COVID because before we, you know, there's no vaccines, there was nothing, we didn't know anything, it was, you know, yeah, learning stuff all the time. So I was like, you know, panic stricken like so much of us were for so long for a while. Yeah. And then like Halloween, like that season, I think I watched Halloween probably between six and 10 times, like the month of October, like it's just all I wanted to watch for some reason. And then even you'd think that that would like burn me out on it. But no, I watched it again the following year. And this year when I put it on this year, um, I just I don't know what it was. I Like I was just like giddy watching it. Like I can't explain how i mean i probably don't have to explain to you but i was just so excited to watch this movie that i've seen so many times before i've just like i was like i don't know i just maybe it's because i had gotten like a new uh version of it like the disc just looked like so much better or whatever than the streaming i was watching it on previously but i was like oh this looks so good it's so great i love this movie so much and just like flipping out watching a movie like i like i was watching it for the first time i was just so excited to be seeing it again oh i love that and i love that having that feeling with that. And that's how I was too. Like the, the October 1st, I put everything out and I turned it on and I was just like, it just this feeling of like, I don't even know like how to describe a comfort. It's like a comfort movie for me. I just, you know, like in a different, a different world when I watch it and going back to your uh, comment about the pandemic, it's like, we were living our own horror movie. You know what I mean? Like it was scary scary time and to have that break and to have that like you know escape from reality in a sense to have that it's like I I get that watching it six to ten times because I I do the same like I if I don't have a particular movie I want to watch I'll throw on H2 right yeah just watch that yeah uh yeah it's so good and I know I don't know if you there's another another podcast a horror podcast that I listen to called with Gorley and Rust it's Matt Gorley and Paul Rust and they they do franchises they like cover um, fran- like horror movie franchises and they, they started with yep. Friday the 13th and they did Halloween and they've done um, Freddy and Alien movies and all these other things but um, nice. they always talk to they it. talk about how yeah you should check it out it's great um, yeah. uh, and then their episodes are all like 
between two and three hours long, <laughs> like all very long. It was great. But they, they, one of their big points on why they love so many slasher movies or horror movies so much is they refer to them as being cozy movies. Cause a lot of them are, they're like movies that you want to curl up under a blanket on your couch and watch, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like they, and Halloween is, they frequently reference as being an incredibly cozy movie. Just like watch, just watching Lori and her two friends, like walk down the street, on an autumn day wearing their like cute sweaters and whatever and having a conversation is just like that's just like the coziest thing like i just want to be on that street having that conversation with them it's just it's so great i don't know it's wonderful it's the same i felt the same way watching i was like man and like when i would walk home from school and it was like me and my two other girlfriends i was just like oh you know what i mean like you just yeah go back to and it's i totally and that's for me, like every single night, like I, I started working from home like six months ago and I'm like, I can, when everyone goes to bed and we're not watching, you know, like a, a joint show or a movie together, I can put on, you know, Insidious or I can watch Jason goes to Manhattan. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like I can yeah. do whatever I want yeah. and have my time. And that's like my, t- and people think I'm weird, but that's just, it, it's my, it's me time. I, I curl up with my blanket. Yeah. I get my tea and i watch my horror movies yeah no it's the best it's the absolute best Love it. yeah <laughs> um so that's an awesome first experience so when you started getting into the franchise and you started watching more of the Halloween movies like who were some of your favorite characters that developed throughout um well i mean it's hard not to say it's gotta be i mean Number one character has got to be Lori for me. I love her. Yeah. I think she's is incredible in the first one. Um, and I go back and forth on Halloween 2. I feel like I know I know that you are a big fan of Halloween 2, and I'm a big fan of it as well. But when mm-hmm. I think about it, it's just such a bummer that they had Jamie Lee Curtis, and they just kind of – she's like, a, like drugged up and barely says anything like the whole movie, like – I, I feel like they kind of yeah. sidelined her in Halloween too, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, totally did. Uh, Cause it's not like, uh, it's not like resurrection or something where they had her for like a day, <laughs> you know, and they had to like <laughs> film something really quick. They had her for like the shoot and they could have like given her a better story, I guess. But um, I think, that, I think you're right with that. They could have utilized her a lot more in two. And I wanted to see more of her because she was such a, like a strong, pre- I mean, obviously she was like um, the main character in the first one, yeah. but I felt like they could have done so much, like you said, like with her, but she, she was just, you know, wanting a, a soda and yeah, exactly. didn't really, <laughs> yeah. it was like, you didn't get too much. Yeah, of her, just like so hobbling I, around the ho- like the hospital. Um, yeah. I feel like it should have just been her and Loomis, like teaming up to like get away from Michael or something like that. Like that would have been way more exciting i think um not yeah. again i do like a lot of that movie um very much and i like halloween too a lot because it's the closest in feel to the original like especially that beginning yes. when he's like walking in around neighborhoods it like feels so much like the original then i'm like okay yeah this is more of the thing that i love um yes but anyway yeah she's great in h2o uh Lori. um and i like her in the the new ones the david gordon green uh ones i think I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is a great actress, no matter what she's in. Yeah. And I, 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 I see whether it's the, whether it's the H2O version or the Halloween 2018, that trilogy version, 
I can, I mm-hmm. still see the connection to Laurie in the 1978 movie. Um, like totally. she still taps into something. Like I just rewatched H2O very recently. And mm-hmm. that one specifically, I feel like she feels a lot like she did in the 1978 movie. And even yeah. in the 2018 one, there's like, she's still there, but like it's so much more time has passed that it's not as a direct line to the Lori we got in 1978 so much else has happened to the that version of Lori so it's a little bit yeah. further out but I love Lori I love the um I love these these slow uh the slow increasing insanity of Dr. Loomis in the first uh like first six movies um yeah cuz he like he goes from you know, generally like trying to do the right thing. And I guess he's always trying to do the right thing because he's trying to get rid of Michael. But like, I don't know. Yeah. There's like, I also watched Halloween five recently. And oh God, <laughs> the scene where he's in like the um whatever ward or whatever that Jamie is in, the little girl character, yeah. he is like screaming at her. He's so close to her face in one scene going like, you know where he is. Where is he? Like, dude, you are insane you have just you're just wild in screaming face. right in a child's face like what are you doing how good of a doctor were you ever i don't know <laughs> it's, it's questionable questionable, <laughs> questionable <laughs> from the jump a doctor that's wielding a gun on halloween night uh yeah it's, I, I hate that they did that to him too because i just i feel like i loved loomis when he was you know super concerned about you could feel that he was concerned about michael and the well-being of everyone so you have that like you know like comfort with loomis and then he gradually just goes like bananas (laughs) (laughs) he's like screaming in her face and the people are like dr loomis like calm down and they're telling him to chill and it's like i don't know who to be scared of loomis or (laughs) but at the same time he's right He's right because Michael's still out there. Yeah. Like nobody ever believes him. <laughs> Michael is still out yeah. there. He's gonna kill again, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get information. He's the only one trying to get information out of this girl. Who, again, he's right. She does know where he is. She has some weird, dumb psychic link to him out of nowhere. So she does yeah. know where he is, and he, she could tell him. And so his behavior not appropriate, but he's right. He's right. <laughs> And that explains it because, too, she did stab uh, her, you know, adoptive mother. She sure did. Like, you're right. He has every reason to be. And he is is. so quick to pull out his gun on that eight-year-old girl (laughs) after she stabbed at the end of Halloween 4 when it's revealed that she just stabbed her foster mother or whatever. Like, he pulls that gun out and is ready to shoot a child. (laughs) at a moment's notice like without hesitation he is ready to go until he is tackled by another police officer because he knows he's like i literally i've seen this this is still happening so i'm just gonna nip in the butt i'm just gonna shoot her (laughs) so yeah it's hard i mean so you gotta love loomis even though he's uh wild i like jamie too speaking of her but I think, yes, I don't know that she was the best written character, especially in Halloween five, where she just barely says anything. But um, <laughs> I think Daniel Harris is one of the like her performance in honestly, both those movies, four and five. 
I think Danielle Harris yeah. is one of the greatest child. It's one of the greatest child performances I've ever seen. Like she is incredible in both of those movies. Yeah. And I think she's kind of underrated as an actress in general. I mean, she's kind of typecast as like a scream queen or whatever now because of her association. Cause she was in the Rob Zombie ones too. But, um, right. Which is really strange <laughs> that she's, it's weird watching Halloween four and five and then watching what she does in the Rob Zombie ones and being like, I remember her when she was a child. That's really strange. <laughs> this is really, really awkward. awkward. I know. And I wish that they would, I wish they would have utilized her in the newer trilogy somehow. Yeah, I know that would have been nice. And I know, I think, cause weren't they talking about, I feel like they tried to get Paul Rudd to come back as Tommy for Halloween kills, but yes. his scheduling, he was doing ghostbusters or whatever, and it didn't work out, but then seeing, yes, which I'm, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was just, I'm happy that he did Ghostbusters Afterlife because I loved that movie. Yeah, I, but as much as I loved that movie, I think that would have maybe uh, had had a different, you know, perspective for me. Him being Tommy, I think that might have changed a lot of the dynamic in the in movie. a good way or bad way. Um, in a good way, and it's not. I'm not Anthony Michael Hall. I think he's great, but I think that. I don't know. I, I just felt like uh, no, I don't want to go off. That's on fine. I just with, with kills. I just felt like there was a lot of the like we've, you know, the repetitive evil dies <laughs> yeah. tonight. Maybe Paul would have delivered it better. Maybe he would have improved something. Yeah, else. You know what I mean? I, I just I'm thinking maybe he would have been a little bit. Well, I think it I think it would have been totally different, really, because it would have had to be because Anthony Michael Hall is like a big dude. He's like a tall kind of bigger early guy and Paul Rudd is not. So I, I feel like, I don't know if they changed the script or anything like that, but it just, I don't, I can't, I would not believe Paul Rudd as this like, um, like tough guy really, you know? Yeah. I no, And you're, you're totally right. Like not at all, but I just, I don't, he was so, he, he was, he did so well in six. I know six is not like a really well received Halloween movie, but I, I felt like he fit the part. I felt like he wasn't like, yeah, I I don't know. I, I I didn't, his, I didn't hate his performance. I thought that he was decent in it, but I know that that was just, no, I agree. I think he was. And I think I've heard an interview with him where he talked about how he wasn't looking at it like, Oh, this is part six of a franchise he was looking at it like, Oh, this is my first movie. I need to do a really good job, <laughs> you know? So he wasn't like phoning it in, like, you know, maybe Donald Pleasance was, um, but yeah. uh, I actually really like Donald Pleasance in that movie. When like, speaking of cozy, like his introduction in that movie, when he's like in his little house with like an, a warm fire and a nice sweater on, I was like, Oh man, I want to hang out with Loomis in his cool, cozy little house. <laughs> I know. Like just like have like a little nightcap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, um, uh, yeah, it would have been a very different, uh, role, I believe if, um, Paul Wright had come back and also then it's kind of like strange because then you're muddying. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to further the muddy. It's, it's harder to further muddy the waters of the Halloween timeline franchise because it's crazy. But like, I feel like if you brought back Daniel Harris, if you brought back, uh, Paul Rudd, but you were like, oh no, they're playing different versions of these characters. It might have just been like too confusing, really. Um, yeah, yeah. And plus, and if, I, I guess they could have been utilized in other ways, like you were you said earlier. Like it do- doesn't just because they brought if they brought Daniel Harris back, she wouldn't have to have played Laurie's daughter. She could have played whoever else. She could have played any other character. Um, but yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. 
Yeah, it's just it's it's weird because like I don't know. I I I didn't hate her performance in Rob Zombie's one. No, I and, thought she and was great. Yeah. Like to be fair. Yeah, and to be fair though, I I haven't really watched the Rob Zombie ones too much just because um I didn't I, I just I, I I haven't. I, you can say it because you hate them because they're bad. <laughs> I don't hate them. It's just I felt like for me like okay so. Mike Myers is simplistic. Like he's scary yeah. because of how, like how he was in the yeah, first one, right. the way that he would stalk his, his bright white mask. There's no, there's no reason for him doing anything at all. Like, you know, the, yes. The, and you don't really see the severity of his kills because like what we saw, Bob, yep. we saw, um, you know, like briefly Annie and all that go down. But with Rob zombies, I, I, I do like the backstory. I do yeah. like, you know, like what he delivered in the sense of like the backstory of Michael's life and how things were a little bit different. But I, I just felt like he was too violent and that kind of just threw it off for me. Uh, okay. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I think I also like the backstory segment of the first time Rob Zombie's the first Halloween Rob Zombie's first Halloween remake. Yeah. I think is not a great movie. The director's cut is even worse. The director's cut is terrible, I I think. Um, but I think the best part of that, the, mo- the most interesting part of it is like the backstory, like you were just saying, because it's different. And I feel like if you're going to remake a movie, you got to do something different with it. And I, I think I've, re- I've heard interviews with him too, where he did feel he kind of tried to do that by like, okay, you don't see a lot of gore in the first one. I'm going to put a lot of gore in this one. Or you don't know why he's killing. I'm going to give him like a little bit of backstory. So maybe you see like how he's damaged. And like, that's interesting, I guess. I understand why you would do that. But then for then the yeah. second half of the movie to just be ex- almost beat for beat, exactly like the original movie when he's like killing Lori and her friends and stuff like that. Like, okay, well, the interesting part was when you did the different thing. It seems like the second half of the movie also should have been should have been different like make it a different thing which yeah. is actually why i kind of like i actually like rob zombies halloween 2 because it's just mm-hmm. out there and it is wild and it is very much not anything that you've ever seen in the the halloween franchise before um and it is still right. brutal it is still very violent but because it's not like just it doesn't feel like a rip off of the first halloween it works a little bit better for me, but yeah, the second half of that first one is like, I mean, they're both very bleak movies, like hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, I think Rob Zombie is a better director than he is a writer. I think I would like to see him direct more things that he doesn't write because like, yes, I'm not like, uh, you know, some church going prude or anything like that, but like he just uses the word fuck like so much so much that it's like gets annoying like yo can you say a different word like be a better writer can we we get some substance and like throw a shit in there like no (laughs) totally i'm this and i i'm i have like a horrible mouth but the same like when i watch it i'm like oh my god like can we just have you know some sort of dialogue instead of just cursing and can we have different actors maybe or like i totally agree with you and i think that he would I think he would do well with other horror remakes. Yes, if he didn't write them. I you know agree. what I mean? Yeah. But just don't write them and don't cast your wife in every yeah. single movie. <laughs> like, I go back and forth on that because, yeah, I do feel like, okay, great. 
what is Sherry going to play in this Rob Zombie movie? Like, of course she's going to be in it. But then it's also like, he just loves his wife. So sure. You know, (laughs) that's nice. I think that's so like supportive. And I think that's amazing. And that's cool. Like that you get to be with your significant other, you know, all the time. That's awesome. But I just feel like if he expanded and he did some other things, that were different. I think that he could totally pull. Yeah, off. I agree. I agree. I I think he. Um, I I would like to see him kind of expand outside of things that he's written, or even outside of like horror. Like I feel like he he's a good enough director to like carry something else that's not necessarily like a splatter movie, you know. Um, right. Yes, but anyway, exactly. uh, you asked me about characters like a long time ago, and I think <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love like that we get to discuss this because these are all stuff that I wanted to talk oh, yeah, about. Yeah. And, like, how can we like bring it up? So I'm glad that we're touching oh, no, on all fine. of it. And uh, are there any? Do you have any yeah. favorite characters other than like the ones I mentioned, Laurie and Loomis? And I mean, Michael, like obviously, but he's kind of like a like he's just a overarching. He's going to be in everything. So yeah. And there's not there's not even like. Exactly. I mean, you can like Michael Myers as a thing, but like he's almost barely even a character because it's not like he gets character development really too much <laughs> in any of the bes- besides the Rob Zombie ones. To be honest with you, those are the only ones that really try to give him any kind of background at all. Wow, you make yeah. a valid point by saying that too, because that's the only time that he really gets any sort of yeah. character development. And you know, like, my, like he's he's one of my fa- he's my favorite Same. slasher. But you know, I love. I think I like you said, and I'm, it's not like to copy you, but Lori was amazing in the first one because, you know, you, you didn't really know too much about her, but you see that there's like this weird connection between her and Michael and you don't really, you're trying to figure yeah. out why he's so fixated on her. But I loved, um, I loved her in H2O yeah. and that's one that I rewatch, you know, not as often as one and two, but I love, uh, how intense she is. I love her vulnerability. I love, that her mom's, I just love seeing the different stages. Yeah, of her. I agree. And I, I think, you know, the, you know it, it's interesting comparing the Lori from Halloween H2O to the Lori that's in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Because I can also see how the Lori in H2O would become the Lori in 2018. Um, like they, they're not that yes. different. Like she's playing the same character. Like, yeah. in, in H2O, she's a, functioning alcoholic which i think is really like they do they do a a lot to service her uh post-traumatic stress and um Mm -hmm. her character in h2o like they do that very well like there's a great scene in h2o where she's at like lunch or getting drinks with um i don't know adam arkin's character i don't know uh, his character's name and he goes to the yeah. bathroom or something and she chugs her wine and orders a second one right while he's gone. And <laughs> like, like that scene is great. It's such a good, great, like informing of her like alcoholism and how she's like good at keeping it a secret. Um, Yeah. And like her paranoia is totally playing on her too. Yeah. You remember how like when she's looking out the window and she sees the mm-hmm. vision of Michael and then like when they're in that scene, like you were saying at the cafe, when she's walking and, and he comes up, it's like you see that trauma and you see how it's yeah. affected her. And then you see how she's dealing with it. And then, you know, like come to find out she's not crazy. Right. Yeah, of course. And he is coming after her. And I just, the the end, I think would have been, the end of H2O, I think would have been the perfect way to end this trilogy. And I kind of wish they would have yeah. swapped 
And we had that type of closure. Yeah, for I agree. You know what I mean? Because I agree because you know? I think um, I remember hearing something where they only Jamie Lee Curtis agreed to come back for H2O as long as I think she said something like uh, it was something like you. I know that you're going to make more Halloween movies after this, but however yeah. you end this movie, I want you to end it where at least Lori thinks that he's dead. Like, I know he's probably not going to be, or you're going to figure out, but I want Lori to think that he's dead. And that's, and, and they, they did, did that. that. And that's why they, when they, well, until they did resurrection, but then like, that's why it ended like that. It didn't end with a fake out. It didn't end with like a, Oh, but he's still moving or something like that. that's why it ended like that. That's the only way that she could, that got to come back. H2O was the first yeah. um, Halloween movie I saw in theaters. Um, Me too. Yep. Same. And I remember loving it. I saw it with a friend of mine. We had a blast and the ending was so abrupt to us. Like she cuts his head off and 10 seconds later, the credits hit or whatever. And we just started laughing out loud in the theater because we thought it was so just in, an insane way to end a movie. Like it ends with uh, somebody cutting somebody else's head off and then bam credits. We were just like, what? That's the end. Amazing. We were laughing so hard, but we loved it. It was great. And even when I watched it um, the other night, I still thought it was such a great ending. And yeah, I do wish that that was, that that was the end <laughs> for that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Cause that's such a great, a great way to like solidify, like he's done, he's done. And, yep. and not in um, an over the top way. And I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that <laughs> later, but I felt like that was just, you know, for me and I was the same way I saw yeah. with a group of friends, girlfriends, and I was so stoked that he was back like on the big screen. And I think like Titanic was out around that time and bring it on. And, you know, they're like, okay, we'll go see this with you. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and we went, we went up, like, screaming. And it was such a fun experience because it was actually, you had like the stalking, you had yeah, jump scares, yep. you had everything of like a nineties horror movie. Cause you know, we had scream out. Oh yeah. Scream too. Yeah. And it wasn't the, the you guy know, that wrote Kevin Williams and the guy that wrote scream wrote, the first draft of H2O, I believe. So there's like yes. a lot of like yeah, similarities and he, there. And you can tell there's, it's like a little quippy. Like there's a lot of like cool nineties yeah. references and things like it's, it's a very nineties movie for sure. As is, as is scream. That's, That's what I, I love about scream too. Um, uh, too. But you can tell it was made in the nineties and even like the cinematography is very nineties. Like it's not, a, there's not a ton of like atmosphere or like shadow and things like that. There's like, it's very, it's kind of like bright. Um, and there's chase scenes, which I can appreciate because I love, like, I love a good chase scene. And I love the chase scene with uh, Josh Hartnett and Michelle oh, Williams. When they can't when... find the keys or whatever. Oh, oh so great. Yeah. And he's and swiping like... through the gate to try to reach them and they can't get in the door. That is great. It's so great. Um, that, that shot, like you could see it on their face. And like Michelle Williams is like freaking out and you just see the knife yeah. going back and forth. And I was like holding my head. I'm like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, so great. Um, yeah, that movie like did a lot to like, um, you know, I, I like four, five is meh, six is yeah. meh. Like though that little yeah. trilogy of movies there, there's not a ton of suspense in those three movies. There's like kills and whatever, At but there's all. not really any like tension or suspense. And like H2O really kind of brought back um, that, that, you know, suspense that you didn't really have from the first, you know, haven't had in, in since the first one or two. Um, there's suspense in those, yeah. but there was, uh, very little in those other, uh, in that thorn trilogy <laughs> there. Um, 
And like, I, I didn't even know, like, I, did, I guess like when I watched them back in the day, I didn't pay too much attention to like what the, I, like I knew of Thorn, I knew the men with the robes, but like now having a horror podcast and having like the page and I listened to like the, the, what it was about yeah. and you know, the whole plot of six with Jamie and Michael and Michael That's like insane. impregnating her. And I, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, <laughs> It makes yeah, it make exactly what you said. Ugh, it makes me feel weird, and it's like I can't believe they even went there with. A I know, movie. yeah, it's uh, it's gross. And it's just like they it just had. <laughs> well, like famously, they introduced the man in black element in five. Yeah. Without, I think they did that without uh, having a having a, an idea of where he was, who he was, or what he was from, or anything like that. They just were like, yeah, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, just throw a man in with like a dark cape and then yeah. we'll do another one because another yeah. one's coming. Yeah, but then it I didn't come it to like weird. seven years later or something. <laughs> like the six ended up coming out later than they thought, I think. And then it was just up to somebody to figure out who this guy was. Um, and I like still, I, I watched four and five a few weeks ago. And I when I first saw those, they were, I just caught them on TV, similar to like my experience with the first two. I would just, they would just be on TV all the time. And I would just start watching them, but I wouldn't yeah. necessarily know which one was which. And so like four, five, and six, I conflate a lot of things that happen in each one. Like sometimes I'm still like, wait, is Paul Rudd in four, is five, is Paul Rudd in five and six? No, he's just in six. Okay, well, Jamie's in two and, or just the fourth and the fifth. But then like, who is like, yeah. the dad's head explodes and which one? Like there's like, I just I, I get them mixed up because they're 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 sim- made in similar time frames and they're all they have a similar look to them. Um, so yeah. still today I, I have trouble remembering which happens in which, but um, I know that they're all four is the four I think is the best. Four is actually very good. Like I feel like the um, and then five and six kind of like peter off a little bit. But I think four is a four, four is a very good restart. Um, after yes. the break that we had with three, I guess. Um, well, that brings me to my next question for you. Uh, so, cause with you saying mm. that you love four, I love four too, but I feel like four would have been possibly better if they would have left him in bandages mm. and not get like, not had that ridiculous um, mask. Cause I, I hate that mask. And that's my next question is, out of like the franchise, which what are some of your like your top three favorite masks from? Um, first of all, I love this question because this is like only a question that like a Halloween super fan would even think about asking or even like know that there's know. differences. I feel like it's great. I love it. <laughs> really, just nerding out. It's the best. Um, I wrote it down and I like deleted it. I'm like, oh my god, that's ridiculous. And yeah, I'm like, I yeah. think you'll appreciate it. So I, I also hate the mask in four. I hate the mask in five as well the weird yes tiny nose Bird. yeah it just uh it's so dumb um do you know why the mask in four looks like that by the way okay so i i don't i don't know i heard like wasn't there like a weird shot in the school and there was like a completely yes. different mask i like i knew about that debacle but like what was how did they okay, land on well, this mask i just on the my the aforementioned uh with Gorley and russ podcast i was just re-listening to some of their episodes on the halloween franchise and yeah. one of them actually i don't know if this is from have you ever read the book the book um taking shape no, and that's a okay. book that I want. highly recommend. Taking Shape, and there's a sequel, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's Taking Shape 
something like a subtitle or whatever. They are both great. Yeah. One is about the, the the franchise and all the behind the scenes of the films that as they are that were made. And the sequel yeah. is about all the uh, versions of sequels that were pitched but never made, which is wild. <gasps> like there's several. There was a long time they were trying to get a Halloween versus Hellraiser uh, movie. <laughs> going in the in the wake of no. freddy versus jason yeah it's incredibly interesting right. i highly recommend it they're both on audible i've listened to both of them i haven't read them but i have listened to both of them they're very very good um good to know i just literally typed them to my phone because i'm gonna yeah I'm, I'm you would love to it probably yeah you would tonight. absolutely yes. love it um anyway i don't i don't remember if it was from this book but um on an episode of uh with gorley and rust one of them says that they read that they went to someone to make the mask for Halloween four. And for some reason it showed up with the wrong color. Like the face was pink and the hair was white or something. So that's why that one shot in the school, there's white hair on the mask and they like, they, it wasn't time they had to film something. There wasn't time to switch it out or whatever. So then in order to fix it, they had to dye the hair and they had to spray paint the masks white instead of pink or whatever. So, originally it did the mask did have a little more like detail or like little more like um you know features to it you know like sometimes there's like he gets that little bit of a chin kind of line and like there's some lines on the mask or whatever but those were all covered up yeah. from the spray paint so that's why it looks completely like featureless and shitty <laughs> because it's just like a spray painted uh mask that was pink so they filled in all like the little cracks and crevices that would have given it some like you know character or whatever yeah definition and stuff that is yeah crazy. it's crazy that they got that far to filming and without looking at the mask and being like wait this isn't supposed to be pink like how do you get that far before you open the box with the mask in it to see if it's gonna work i don't understand i don't either and for like a halloween movie wouldn't you think that would be like i don't want to say top well, priority but yeah. don't you think you'd be like okay i need to get something like kind of scary it would certainly be within movie, the top like, three priorities you would think of what you would do. Yeah. Oh it's wild. God. Cause I remember that scene was noticeably different. Cause like there was that jump scare where he kind of, when they're th walking through the school, Loomis mm -hmm. and Jamie, and he kind of like abruptly comes out, but you can tell that he's like, yeah, a different yeah. color. You're like, <laughs> What's going what? on? What's yeah. Going on? Um, okay. So favorite masks. I love, I mean, the first one can't be beat first one all day, all night. Yeah. No first one i don't think it's ever yes. the, i think the closest to the first one they've gotten i think is in the 2018 remake i really like that or not we remake but sequel the 2018 halloween i think is also a very good mask it's a it's a it looks like it could be the original mask 40 years later i think i think they're very good job of that yes um mm -hmm. two is all right but it just doesn't something's different about it like the hair is like matted down in a way like two is good but honestly, I think the Rob Zombie one for the first movie is one of the positive things I'll say about that. Mm -hmm. The first, his first movie is that I think the mask is really good. I think it's a really good uh, Michael Myers mask. And it's like the only one that's really, in a sense, kind of comparable. Yeah. Like feature wise to one not so white. You know what I mean? Like, and that's weird to say, but I, I feel like. I, could, I yeah. totally because like even like the first even in the first movie like yeah it's a white mask but it's not like pristine perfect white like I think made that mistake no. several times I think like even in H2O which is a movie that I really like a lot the mask just looks strange like it has like 
Yeah, yes, it's like <laughs> the mask. I might have heard someone. I'm. I might be stealing this joke from somebody else, but the uh, the mask in H two O looks like the mask had plastic surgery done on itself. Like Michael Myers <laughs> went into a plastic surgeon and was like, "I need, I need better cheek definition or more chin or whatever." Like it just looks strange. Also, you can see his eyes a lot in H two O, which I don't love. I like when the eyes are shadowed a little bit more, and when you see too much of his eyes, yeah. I don't know. I just like that it's a little, it's a little more distant, a little more scary if you if the eyes are shadowed. And I feel like the eye, maybe it's the the brightness that we, we talked about, the brightness of that movie. You just see his eyes more, but I don't know. But you do see a lot of skin in H. Yeah, and I know that sounds weird because it's like that sounds like you know. Like <laughs> yeah, but you're else, right. You're right. At the end, you see like yep. so much eye. You see like his like well manicured <laughs> yeah. hands. It's like. No, he needs to have greediness. Right, to exactly. And also, they don't. They don't. In H two O, they also don't seem to care about the fact that at the end of Halloween two, he got both of his eyes shot out and was burned alive. <laughs> He's got no burn scars. His both uh, both of his eyes are very visible and functioning. Like he should be blind, completely blind. <laughs> and that's what I can appreciate about the trilogy. Is the newer trilogy is at least they kind of have like his yes. wear and tear yeah, for sure you know what i mean like you you can see his wear and wear and tear like i loved when um he walked um on the street on uh 2018 and you could see the needle oh, yeah. marks from one on the mask when he like does the side angle and then turns i just i love yeah, that scene in the, in the 2018 is so great in the when he's on this because that's like uh, it's something that is kind of inherent in the first one, but you don't really see it. Is it the fact that this guy's walking around in a mask on Halloween? So like, yeah, no one's going to question that he's out because he's wearing it because it's, it's Halloween. He's wearing a mask like people wear masks. Yeah. But you don't see a ton of, you see more in Halloween too. You don't see a ton of just like random kids running around on the street. It's just like they're on this barren street um, where Annie and Lori are babysitting across the street from each other. But there's no like, like neither of them get trick or treaters at all while they're babysitting, you know, but like know. that's part of that scene. And um, again, you do get it in Halloween too, but in, in uh, Halloween 2018 um, when him being just out with just kids running around him uh, is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely terrifying. Like he's just out there killing people while kids are screaming and laughing and having fun is. And you don't even, yeah, you don't even think about it. And like, I love that when you're, when he was walking on and then the season of the witch yeah. masks, yeah. the kids wearing like yeah. run up to him, you know what I mean? Like, and you see them close by, I just, all of it. And then that's the part that makes it scary is, and I think too, they did a, uh, they did a really good um, job of kind of capturing H2 in that shot because you remember how he went up to like oh, the yeah. shed yep. and then he walks in the house. It was very yeah. reminiscent great. of two. So definitely I definitely a great reference to Halloween two. Do you have favorite um, masks or least favorite masks besides four? Well, I, th- I think like for me, like you said, the first one is yeah. classic. You cannot beat that. That image of his face was burned in my brain when I first watched that movie. I was literally scared to close my eyes because I would just imagine his face like looking somewhere and just seeing his face either yeah. standing there or slowly coming out of the shadows. Cause the scene in um, the original, when she's standing by the door oh, it's and it's the best. completely dark and oh, then he the slowly comes in. Like just even now watch like rewatching it. I was just like, this is yeah. beautiful. Like oh, such so a good, good scary yeah. ass shot. Um, so I'm H uh, 78 for sure. Um, I love H mm-hmm. 18. Um, and I, I loved the, 
and I know it's kind of the same because it's, you know, the night of Halloween, but in Kills when they did the first oh, 15 man. minutes of yes. Halloween night. Yes. Oh, when Lonnie's laying there on the ground. <laughs> oh, dog. oh, God. Well, from... <laughs> <laughs> from here, every time I record, no one's outside because yeah. we live on a cul-de-sac and he <laughs> does this. <laughs> but anyway. Um, um, I, this is a bit of a tangent. But I remember, like, honestly, both anytime it's October and there's a Halloween movie coming out, I'm just over the moon excited. Like, regardless of my expectations for that movie, I'm just like so pumped. And so two years in a row now, when Kills came out, I was like, I didn't even go to theater to watch it because I was still like COVID anxious. But I watched just the fact that I got to watch it at home. Brand new Halloween movie. I was insanely excited. Like. Again, had to wait till my wife went to bed because she doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't want to watch that. But I was like, as soon as we said goodnight, I like ran. I had on my like, I have a digital projector. I projected on like a big wall that we have. And I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I can't believe I'm watching a new Halloween movie. And then in the beginning, yeah. when they go back to 1978, I lost my shit. I was like so excited. I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? We're going back to the 1978. This is amazing. And like the way they shot it, the kind of like the the cinematography kind of like mirrored um i did they like did their best to like kind of make it look like the original halloween with all the shadows and like the colors and everything's like that it was like yeah. so well done and you spend a lot of time in that flashback in the beginning of that movie for a point where i was like is this going to be the whole movie is the whole movie going to be the and i kind of wish that it was like i i don't hate halloween kills like i think it's okay there's parts i don't like but like I could have taken an entire movie that was just a flashback in 1978. That would have been amazing. Oh my God. I was on the same page when that happened. I was like, no way. And like the way they had Loomis. That dude looked so much like him. And at first I was like, okay, that's gotta be like a computer generated thing, you know, like they're doing nowadays where they bring actors back Mm -hmm. from the dead or whatever. And then to find out that it was just like some behind the scenes guy that just happens to look like Donald Pleasance. I was like, that's amazing. It was so good. Like everything about him, like the mannerisms, I mean, just down to the, yeah. board, oh my God. I, and I was in the same boat. I was like this, if they did flashbacks like this throughout the whole movie, I would be yeah very, very happy. And like kills, I don't know. I felt like kills kind of went back and forth with me because I didn't mind. I didn't mind it until like yeah. the last 40 minutes. I, and then when they start, I think I, yeah. the, I don't love the whole like mob mentality thing of kills um Mm -hmm. i think it would have been better if it was just tommy and Lindsay and lonnie and even marion if it was just those four characters hunting michael or going after michael like that would have been more interesting because those are characters that we care about necessarily um and yeah oh it's so it's so wild that like I'm trying to get political, but it's like so wild that they filmed that movie before the insurrect, the January 6th insurrection, but it yeah. so seems like that's what they're commenting on. <laughs> that, Cause it's like, it's exactly, I mean, they're, it is kind of what they're commenting on, but they just didn't know that they were commenting on that. It would be commented on like that. It's just so wild that, that any Halloween movie can be seen as like a political <laughs> thing, even though it wasn't intended to, be i guess it's crazy but it's crazy um, so that's where you kind of lose yeah. me a little bit and like um i don't know i i wish there's like a big big parts of that movie where like michael's not in it or Lori's not in it. like again with halloween too like 
they kind of sideline Lori in the hospital the whole time. Like, okay, I would rather <laughs> her be more involved in this. Um, and yeah, anyway, and the Same. fact that um, Judy Greer um, dies at the end of that one, I didn't. Lo- I I loved Judy Greer's character in 2018, and I liked her in Halloween Kills too. And I was really hoping that I was like, okay, well, maybe she survived. Sometimes they come up with a way that somebody could survive, and apparently she didn't. That was a bummer because I love Judy Greer as an actress. Um, yeah, yeah, I was hoping that too. I was praying that it was going to be like some sort of dream or some like because i i did hear rumors about that that it was going to be like a sequence and that there's all this like mm. supernatural stuff going on so i was like hmm, maybe and then when it was confirmed that she wasn't in it i was like god because i i loved so karen i thought she so was great, great. So, and she added that like that character that was the character development that you you know like you you didn't really like her that much in in h18 and then you know, everything that happens yeah. with Allison's dad. And then you, you see them kind of like come together at the end because, you know, for me, I just thought she was kind of, I don't want to say bitchy, but like you have to yeah, see it exactly, from her side. Exactly. And, you have to and like Lori's- her, her character no. informs Lori's character because like her being the way yeah. she is, the way she's wearing a Christmas sweater on Halloween, like a little detail like that, or the way like she hates Lori because the way she was um, brought up shows us how Lori's been living her life. And even though she apparently at one point was able to get married and have a kid, it didn't work out because she can't let go of this trauma. Like, I think you need a foil character like that. You need that character, someone that doesn't believe it or someone that, you know, was arguing a different path. Absolutely. And it's, and it's crazy that it's her kid. And I feel like, cause I, I felt like super emotional in H18. Cause I felt like, and H18 is the favorite out of my, uh, out, my favorite Absolutely, out of the trilogy. Too. I yeah. think that that one had like the most, um, it packed the most punch. It, you know, was promising. And <laughs> no, I hate to say that. Right. I agree with you. It was promising. <laughs> and like, it's just at the end of that you know? movie, when Lori and Karen and Allison are finally to get, oh man, the twist when you think she can't shoot him and she's saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then she's like, gotcha. I just lost it. I was like, that is amazing. And then when all three of them are like knocking him down, I just had this like in the theater. I was just like, Oh my God, it's an allegory for feminism. Michael Myers symbolizes the patriarch patriarchy. This is amazing. Like, I just like loved it. I was like, it's feminism. This is great. And I just thought it was like three generations of trauma defeating the source yeah. of their trauma. And I was just like, this is incredible. I love this. Um, yeah, I love that movie. Like mm-hmm. that movie's not perfect. There's some like things I don't love about it, but um, it's definitely, I think the best of the David Gordon green trilogy. Um, but um, sorry, before we move on, I feel like I um, neglected to ask you, this is jumping all the way back to question one, but what was your first experience <laughs> with, the Halloween movie or the Halloween franchise. Cause I want to know that. And you asked me and I gave yeah. an answer that lasted a half hour, but I should have asked you in return. So what was yours? That's honestly, that's quite all right. Because your, your first experience with Halloween, I love it. And I love that you had that because it's just like a dream <laughs> situation that I wish I had with my introduction on Halloween. Cause like, I couldn't imagine just sitting there being like, what yeah, is yeah. this wonderfulness? And then all of a sudden having right. Halloween two playing next, but so my mom, she was kind of the same as your parents. Like she did not like horror movies. She, you know, babysat a lot back in the day. So she was scared of like, oh, sure. um, yeah. when a stranger calls. 
you know, because I would I would talk to her about horror and she was like, you know, if if you want to talk scary, this is scary. Yeah. If you want to watch a scary movie, watch When a Stranger Falls. And I watched that and I was like, you know, the first opening scene, I was like, oh yeah. my God, you know, like terrifying real life. Um, but so around the Halloween time, um, I would just beg her, can I please watch Halloween? Can I please watch Halloween? And she was, nope, nope, nope. And then I finally got to watch it and- at that point, I thought it was a mistake because I was terrified. I remember being like so scared, but being so enthralled. And I was just like, oh, my God, like what's going to happen? What's yeah. the explanation? You know, like the the um, when he escapes and Loomis and uh, Nurse Chambers is rolling up and he escapes and that whole, you know, the, the patients yeah, are so all standing out in the rain. Just every yes, every shot. It was yeah. just like perfection. But it scared me so bad. And I just remember like having this love-hate relationship, yeah. you know, with with Michael Myers. And then um I kind of took a break from it because I was I was terrified. But then I, I watched two and I remember the pumpkin. Oh yeah. <laughs> when the pumpkin in the in the credits started to separate and it was a skull. And I'm like, <gasps> I was so scared. I'm like, this yeah. is gonna be worse. And uh I don't know. Like I was, I I, I was kind of young when I got into horror. I'm not going to lie because, you know, like, like I said, she wasn't into it, but she was just like, I mean, this it's, it, yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch it, that's on you. Like you're going to yeah, keep annoying me like, about it. Then that's on you. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, thanks mom for letting me watch <laughs> super young, but I don't know. Now it's my comfort, but I just remember he, Freddie yeah. scared me. You know what I mean? Like hearing like you, said when mm. your friend was telling you about him freddie was scary but i knew that was yeah unrealistic i mean not unrealistic because of the the setup with freddie but like jason and how he would right. come back and he was you know on episode or part eight but with michael yeah, i it agree was different. I, yeah i feel that and same that same connection like the 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 um, well, I was going to say the, the concept of freddie krueger is terrifying that you're going to fall so you're going to die while you're asleep like yeah. that's terrifying um but it's also yeah impossible and <laughs> like a fairy tale um and jason yeah. also yeah he's like yeah i again i'm more in general i i like a lot of my stories whether it's horror movies or even like comic books or like superhero stuff like i like real like um ground level characters like could could happen in real life which is why i love the first halloween so much because not only is he not supernatural in any way, um, he's also just like in a neighborhood. It's not like you have to be. And, and before the sibling reveal thing in Halloween 2, like you don't know why he's stalking Lori. He just saw her in front of his house and he just decides to go after her. Like, so he's, he's stalking her for no reason whatsoever. Could happen to anybody. Could happen to you because you, you live in the suburbs. I live in the suburbs. And it yeah. could be, yeah, he's coming the to you. You don't have to go to some like other yeah. location <laughs> to get killed. You don't have to be in like, you know, uh, you know, a Gothic castle or whatever sorority house or camp crystal Lake or like anywhere else. Like he's coming to you, yeah. um, which is terrifying. And it's like real yeah. life. That's why, you know, same as like, I prefer Batman over whatever, um, some other, you know, the X-Men or something, because like Batman, just like a dude who just wears a suit and punches people. Um, and so like that, that's the same, yeah. that same kind of thing <laughs> where like even Jason, like in the first one, he's not even in it. And the second one, he's somehow alive again. And 
um, you know, I guess he's still kind of a just a guy in the second one. They don't really make him supernatural until later on, but still, that's probably why the second one is my favorite, Friday the 13th. Yeah. But, um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, one. like, I think that's why I had that connection with Michael Myers because he was just like scary on a level that I hadn't even thought of before, you know, like, because it was that thing where like, yeah. oh, he's not a vampire. He's not a monster. He's just a guy in a mask and he could walk up to my house just like he walked up to Annie's house or the, you know, the Doyle residence or whatever. Yeah. The same, you know, um, yeah, it's terrifying. Oh, it's so scary. And I think, I think that's why the, um, the, when he escapes, I think that scene. And I, for me, I feel like a lot of people, I don't want to say like, like look past that scene, but I was watching it and I was just like covering my face and I'm like, Oh my God, like mental, you know, yeah. patients escaped from, and it's, and it's not something that couldn't happen nowadays. You know what I mean? Like even back then, and it's just such a believable storyline. And that part scared the crap out of me. Cause I'm like, okay, it's nighttime now. So could these people be right. out wandering yeah, yeah, absolutely. right now? And you know what I mean? You're, kidding, you're thinking these things and going back to the comment about walking home with my friends, I'm like, someone could be standing behind this tree staring at us and following us home. And we have no idea because we're so oblivious and we're just carrying yeah. on normal day life. And there could be some craze killer after you. So I think that's why H18 also was believable for me because the, the, the whole buildup, like going to right. see him and yeah. pulling out his yeah. mask, you know what I mean? Like that, that every time I watch it, yeah, it gets I my agree. adrenaline I think going. My favorite Michael Myers is a Michael Myers. That's clearly just a dude, um, mm -hmm. which has really only been in a handful of films. And I think I think right. a great Halloween movie makes me walk from like if I go to see it in the theater because Halloween H Halloween 2018 did this walking from my car to my house. I was scared that I was going to get stabbed by Michael Myers, <laughs> like that he was just going to come out from behind a tree <laughs> or something like that's like the mark of a good Halloween movie is ma making me think that he's already stalking me or make, making me think that someone's watching me. Yeah, same. And Oh my God. It's so funny you say that because when we left the theaters, I was just like, oh, like, cause it's, it, it was so, it was it, yeah. very reminiscent of the first one. Um, loved, I, I just loved how well it was done and how it made me feel like the first one, like this, the scene. And I, we saw uh, opening night in a packed oh, theater nice. in Watertown cause we weren't living in, in Syracuse yeah. at the time. We're still living up North and uh, it was packed. And when they, when he was oh, yelling, like say yeah. something and the music came on. Everyone freaked. Everyone was cheering. And I got, I was like, not emotional, but I was just like, oh my God, this is just happening. Yeah. Like we're getting another store. And then, you know, he put on his, when he oh, goes to the gas yeah. station and he gets his mask. Remember like the music's playing really slow and then you see him put yeah. it on and he closes the trunk. Yeah, I was like, great. here, oh, we, are. here yeah. we go. <laughs> you know, and it just gets that, like, it brings that fear yep. of the boogeyman back because it's so simple and it's just yeah i love it same i love it yes um so um i know like we're going off on tangents but like w what would be out of all the the stories and storylines that we've had over the over the whole you know franchise which one would be your favorite um that's a good question it's hard it's is there i can't think of any other franchise that has had this many movies has been around this amount of time that has this much craziness mm -hmm. 
in the timeline. Like it's really like a choose your own adventure as far as timelines go. Like it's like a sports bracket. Like when you go to look it up, you're like, I can't like, let me, there's like seven different times. And that's what it's. And I love hearing people's opinions because some people (laughs) love the Thorn timeline. Some people love, you know, and and that's good for them because I'm glad that they appreciate that element of it and they have their thing. I, uh, but it is, um, and it's kind of like, I don't know, like I read a lot of comics and stuff. And like, you know, if you're reading a character like Superman or Batman, who's literally been published for over 20 years nonstop, like there's no way that all of that stuff could have happened to that person, (laughs) right? In the amount of time. So like you kind (laughs) of just have to like pick your own canon, right? Like you choose what really happened. You choose Mm -hmm. whatever. It's kind of similar to this where like you can just make up your own thing uh, more or less like, Honestly, there's no, for me, there's no perfect timeline because even the ones that I really like so far seemingly end poorly. Um, so for me, the absolute perfect timeline would be the first Halloween movie, no sequels. Like that ending is just perfect. You don't know what happens after that. He's just out there somewhere. That's it. Um, I do. That's perfect. But then again, like, if you want to go like the H2O resurrection timeline, I really like that one, except I hate resurrection. So like, I feel like, yeah, like eight, like Halloween, Halloween two, H2O end. like that would be a great ending if there wasn't resurrection after that and resurrection. I just say, yeah, I think they really bungled that. Like if you have Jamie Lee Curtis for like two days or whatever, however long they shot that opening scene, why don't they put that at the mm-hmm. end? Like, I feel like that whole movie could have been Michael just like on a killing spree trying to get his, trying to make his way to like a hospital, a mental hospital or something. You don't know why. And then at the end, it's revealed that he's trying to get there because Lori is there and like have her thing be at the end. That would be a way yeah. better ending to that movie than just getting her out of the way in the first 10 minutes. That would have been stupid. Yeah, I totally, that would have been brilliant. And I think that probably would have had Resurrection have Absolutely. more likes too, because killing, killing her off in the first, and how ridiculous, like the, the, the background people care, like all of that was just, oh my God, it was so cringy. And I'm like, what is happening? And then when that yeah, happened so and she kissed him and he let her go, I yeah, was I like, know. okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> I know, so stupid. But even if that whole <laughs> scene was exactly the same, but it was at the climax of the movie, because like if you're ingrained in this, storyline where they are brother and sister and he's got to kill her because of whatever reason. Like if you're really like into that, then as soon as she's dead, then like, why is the rest of this movie happening? Like that should be it. He should be done. So like say that for the end. Yeah. Anyway, I hate resurrection. Um, so like, yeah, yes, Halloween <laughs> H2O great ending. I also really love if it was just Halloween and then Halloween 2018. And that was the ending. I would take that too as well so it's hard for me to pick a perfect it's hard for me to pick my favorite timeline because there's something there's stuff i like in all of them even like the thorn timeline like we talked about you know i love i I think four is really great and i love um watching daniel harris in that role i could just watch her in those movies just because she's in them i think she's really great um and even like all the movies have like at least one good like uh, wow, I should have I should have made that better. Like all the Halloweens have at least one good scare. Uh, um, like 
it's like even like resurrection that. there's like a there's like a cool scene where michael's walking through the house and then the camera moves and behind him is another michael myers and you realize the first one is just someone else dressed up and the real one is behind him like that's stuff like that's cool that was a cool like ex- like a jump kind of like oh whoa shit yeah. um and you find out Buster Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the movie Rimes ends with him like doing kung fu roundhouse. Like, what is happening? Like, that's just so insane. Um, so I don't know. Do you have a favorite timeline? I don't know. I can't really. I don't know that I have a favorite timeline because none of them. Are, for me, none of them are perfect. And there's good and there's bad in all of them. Do you have a favorite timeline or one that you prefer to think is the main canon? I'm kind of like you. I want to, I want to chop things and I want (laughs) things to have not happened because like, okay. The, the, like you said, and I never really thought of it that way. I guess that's just me like overthinking, but if they would have just did Halloween and ended that and left it and then like did season of the witch and in, in, you know, even do two and just did the complete like different story that they both wanted to do. They never wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Cause they they wanted to make it an anthology series initially. Um, but then like yeah. slasher movies really took exactly. off because of the success of Halloween, you know, Friday the 13th, they were pumping out a movie yep. a year. So it's inter- it's 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 yeah. unique. I think that uh, one movie started a craze of like slasher movies, but then took so long for the sequel to come out that the sequel is informed by all of the clones of the thing that started the craze to begin with. So there's like way more gore and it's way more brutal and it's, you know, there's more nudity and all this kind of stuff. It's like wild. Anyway, sorry. It it is. It's crazy how it spawned and then was influenced by the ones that were influenced by it. Like it it was playing catch up with itself. Almost. It was playing catch up with people that were trying to be the original Halloween. I feel like. It's so crazy to think of it that way. And it's just, I, I love listening to John Carpenter talk about it because he's just like, they're like, what do you think of this? And he's like, I, I own the right. So like, if I hear someone's doing yeah. a Halloween movie, yep. that's cool. I just yeah. get my hand out and I get, I get paid. You know what I mean? Like this man is like uber yeah. rich off of just like, and I'm not, I'm not discrediting oh, no. John. I'm not at all because yeah. he's a legend, but like, I just think it's hilarious because what do you think he's going to think of them? He's going to probably be like, yeah, they're, you know, but pay me because you're, yeah, exactly. you're, you're yeah. feeding off of this. You know, but um, I think for me, H78 to and H2O. And yeah. like you said, if they would have just stopped there, I would have yeah, been I agree. very happy with that. And then um, copying, not cop, but like totally agreeing with you, um, 78 to and yeah. 18 and yeah. end it. I, I think that would have been because honestly, like kills, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I guess I, I was really confused with when things started to, t- to turn. Like yeah. H18 was, was great. Um, and then when I went to Kills, I was like, eh. Like everyone was freaking out about it. Oh, really? It. I, see, I, didn't hear, I heard mostly mixed just, to negative things about Kills. So, yeah. A lot of people that, a lot of people that, you know, I, I kind of interact with, they were like, Kills is, was amazing. That was the best uh, version of Michael, which I, I really didn't care for it because I know, A, yeah. you really didn't see him that much, you know? And then when you did see him, it was kind of, for yeah. me, over the top, Kills. Um, I, I really wasn't, I wasn't into the, like, the firefighter scene. Like, I guess the imagery was cool, but for him to take out yeah, all of those firefighters and to just that... 
sort of I was gonna Jason say, a, feel. A lot of the like, kills unreal. in the new trilogy were very more like Friday the 13th kills, I thought, than uh, Michael yes. Myers kills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it made it feel weird because I felt like a lot of the time David Gordon Green would, would kind of create or recreate what we saw in H78, like some of the shots yeah. and the way that he did things. Um, and then you would get this curveball of this like over the top kill. And you're like, well, that's kind of not right. Yeah. Like Michael Myers. You know what I mean? Like it was just it, that kind of threw me off and then kills really kind of threw me off. And then um, <laughs> I guess that leads me into the next question. We, of, haven't, at we all. haven't discussed. I'm excited ends. about it. Here we go. No, I know. So ends for me, like I, I don't feel like there was a lot of like memorable kills from Michael because Michael was hardly in yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so. Jordana, I hated Halloween ends. <laughs> Ready? I'm, I'm, I'm air high fiving you through our computers. I, I, I'm going to swear. Mike, I fucking, I hated, fucking it hated it. I hated it so much. I hated I it so much. <laughs> I told my wife before I came down here, I was like, we had to talk about Halloween mm-hmm. ends. So it was either going to be a debate or a therapy session. <laughs> and. <laughs> I'm glad that we are falling in the therapy session because I cannot, I can, I, I can, we don't have all that time, but I can tell I, you yeah, how much. I hated, I hated it ends. so much. I went with my friend. Uh, uh, I have a friend um, named Dave Quinsky. You two would get along very well. He's a super like mm-hmm. horror movie buff lover. Like we'll just watch any horror movie, right? You know, I don't know. Are you on Letterboxd, that app? Mm-hmm. I got it okay. and I need to be more active on it because- I, I do need to be more active on oh, that. I just go. got TikTok, so I feel like <laughs> you're coming around. <laughs> I'm like trying to I'm trying to do that, and I'm just like I, oh, I feel same, like I'm old yeah. when it comes to technology. So Letterbox though is fun because I love that people can interact. Yeah, I just like making lists of review. you know franchise movies that I like and stuff like that is really fun. But he he he's yeah, I does very in depth reviews of all his horror movies on Letterbox. He's um uh so anyway, I went with he's my other friend that. I can talk to in depth about the Halloween movies. <clears throat> and uh, he and I yeah. had gone to see the 2018 together. We went to see this one together and we were both so excited about it. Like we we're talking in the lobby, how excited we are. And we had both read like headlines about mm-hmm. like Halloween ends, take some really big swings and Halloween ends is not what you expect. No matter what you're thinking, it's not what you're not going to be what you expect. And so that even made us like more excited. We're like, I can't wait to see what this is. Not for a second thinking that, mm-hmm it was going to be something other than about Laurie and Michael Myers <laughs> because like, that's I, what all I, the marketing told us that it was about. Like this was, this movie is the definition of a bait and switch when it comes to marketing yes. versus what we were actually being told. And I think that is such bullshit that the, that the studio, mm-hmm. all everyone involved knew what movie they were making but also knew that people wouldn't give a shit about it if they didn't market it as if it was the biggest, the big final fr- confrontation between Michael and Lori, which is all the only trailers were yeah. just that one fucking scene at the end. And that's all that there was in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And Dave, my friend Dave and I talking about it, we both thought we're like, because that's the only scene they're showing in the trailers. I bet that's early on and they get that out of the way. And then it's other stuff that we don't expect, but no, that was the climax of the fucking movie. And it was about the rest of the movies about the, some mm-hmm. dude named Corey that we've never met before. And I don't care about it at all. I still don't. 
I, so funny that you said that about the scene. Cause if you, I think it was either on one of my episodes or my friend's episode, we talked about our expectations for ends. And I said, I'm calling it. I think that they're going to either, mm-hmm. they're going to kill Lori off oh, wow. in the beginning. And then, yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like something was, something big was going to transpire in the, in the beginning. I'm like, something big's going to happen. And then I heard about Corey Cunningham. So I'm like, maybe, maybe Lori kills Michael. And then we get like a new, yeah. Michael, you know, and, and so I guess I wasn't like, I guess I wasn't like too far off with that. But again, like yeah. we had no Lori, and from what we had of Lori, all the 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 um the holes in the store, like none. were just it made no sense. None of this, none of this movie made any sense to me. Um, and and you're right too about the marketing because even Jamie Lee Curtis said this is a final showdown. Yeah. And I'm just so that's fine. I'm going to use I'm a down. lot of swear words in this. And so fucking pissed that they, yeah. that they did this trickery because I was the same as you. I was, I wore my Halloween shirt. We went to red Robin. I had to have a beer to oh, calm my yeah. nerves. I was like, yeah, ready to go. You know what I mean? Like I was hoping to have some sort of emotion. I was, I hate to say this, but I was hoping to have wow. Lori die and have, yeah, and I and it's crazy to say that from from me, but I was hoping with what they were building up that we were gonna, we were going to get that final that final interaction. We were get, we were going to have that yeah. moment, that emotion. Nothing, and we got we literally got yeah <laughs> yeah we got none of it. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> but we like Halloween fans, and 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 the thing that made me mad afterwards was not only did we have to watch that and endure that horrible movie but then we had like people saying if you didn't understand what was going on in halloween halloween ends you you're not a true halloween fan or (laughs) you must not understand it or and i'm thinking what was was there to understand i get i get if you (laughs) if you don't care about the halloween franchise and you saw this movie and you liked it i understand that if you if you're tired if you're sick of laurie strode for some reason then yeah, I get it. If you're like, if you're someone that's like, whatever, all Halloween movies are the same. It's just like Michael fighting Laurie, blah, blah, blah. I need something new. And you like this movie, then I understand that. But like, I think people that love this franchise wanted the epic showdown between Laurie and Michael. I think the studio, the studio clearly knew that Absolutely. that's what people wanted because yeah. of how they marketed the movie. And I think it's shitty that either... Okay, either they had no ideas for a story around Lori and mm-hmm. Allison and other characters that we already knew from, from two previous movies. Either they had no ideas for those characters, which is yeah. insane, or they yeah. they specifically said, we don't want to tie up any of those loose ends. We want to just introduce this new character and focus on... Th- they did it purposely. Either way, that's really shitty Mm -hmm. and very shitty to market the movie as something that it wasn't. Cause even like we've only, we've only tangentially talked about Halloween three season of the witch, which if you're, if you're listening to this, this podcast, you probably know is the one Halloween movie that does not have Michael Myers in it at all. Um, And it was never meant to have Michael Mm -hmm. Myers and it's a completely separate story. They originally wanted to do an anthology series and not have every movie about Michael Myers, like each, there'd be Halloween four. That would be a completely different story. Halloween, you know, whatever they, they didn't do that. Cause everyone wanted Michael Myers to come back. Yeah. But Halloween three 
I don't think was marketed as, hey, Michael Myers is in this movie, and then he's not. You know, <laughs> Halloween 3 was marketed <laughs> as, I don't think, I don't, from a historical standpoint, I don't think they were clear enough about how it's not connected to the first two, and people were mad that it didn't have Michael Myers in it. But I think if you came out and said, hey, this movie yes. does not have Michael Myers in it, it's a different thing, then maybe people would have gone into it differently. And I think they should have done that with Halloween ends. If they're like, yo, this movie's about this guy. Here's the trailer that focuses yeah. on this guy. It's not going to be what you think. Like manage our expectations a little bit instead of just completely pulling the rug out from under us. Because for me, yeah. I've talked about several Halloween movies that I don't like so far in this podcast. I for right right now, and I'm sure it's recency <laughs> bias, and I'm sure it's just like petty anger, but it's my least favorite of the entire franchise, really just because it was a trick mm -hmm. more than anything else. They lied to me about what it was. The film and like and Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends were green lit at the same time. They were announced at the same time. So they wrote they made these movies at the same time. Exactly. So that make that tells me that they consciously chose to ignore the characters that we were already invested in from the 2018 and Halloween kills. And if you're talking about Lori from goddamn 1978, we've been caring about this woman. And now, um, you know, they're just tossing her aside from some dude named Corey, which is just insane to me. It was just. And it was like mediocre at that. Cause I didn't think that he was, I didn't, I didn't really care for his character. I yeah. I didn't like it at all. Annoying. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I was just like, okay, so, so, and, and it was like the domino effect for me because I started, I, I was like thinking back and like, okay, so you, you deliver us this piece of shit. So then why did you kill off every single OG character in kills? Why did you even kill any of like, why, why didn't you, if you, if you were going with this direction, why didn't you carry on some of the older, like bracket? Yeah. Tommy, like, why didn't, uh, uh, nurse right. or nurse chambers, Marion or whatever. Why didn't, why didn't you bring them into ends and have that be like, like you said, maybe they didn't fight them directly. Like it was just focused on them and kills. Maybe have that be part of ends and then have an epic showdown with all the OGs. Right. Yes. Getting yeah, killed. Great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, why couldn't we have done that? Why did we have to do the ridiculous end scene? It's and so kills crazy to think kills, that like, you know, 25, people. like Allison's mom dies at the end of kills. And to think that that wouldn't, yeah, and they touch on it so briefly in ends, but like to think that that wouldn't, and Allison is shown in Halloween Kills to like be very willing to join a mob to try to kill Michael Myers because of the death of her dad. Like, wouldn't I? I feel like that yeah. would just drive her further down the path as to like what Lori ended up being you know, a militant recluse leave, living by herself. But like, and then maybe, you know, Lori sees that happening to Allison and she feels, you know, she feels the regret. Like there is definite, like there's, there's drama there to be mined and to be explored. And they just completely ignored all of it. And even like the sheriff, um, I don't remember the guy's name, not bracket, the guy that we met in 2018, Hawkins. Um, yeah, yeah. Sheriff Hawkins, Hawkins. Like he spends all of most of Halloween kills saying like, I have to be the one to kill him. It's my fault. I have to kill him. And then he just doesn't give a shit <laughs> in ends like at all. Like, I don't know. All he wants to do is take her to go see cherry blossoms. I'm like, if I hear it was equivalent to evil dies tonight. I'm like, if I hear the fucking word cherry blossom, I'm like, and I would be fine. Shit. Like carry like, that 
romance plot through with the two of them fine like yeah i want laurie to have like a happy ending with uh someone that she's in love with fine but like exactly maybe also put michael myers in the movie like i don't know what else like um like why isn't there i don't know I, when i see a movie that like really lets me down like this i try to think of like what would have been better or what I, like what would i have written if i was writing the movie and like i can't say that this would yeah. have been a hundred percent a better movie but like if Alan, if Allison is so easily like radicalized to like vigilante mob justice, then like, and if you want to still do a time jump, um, mm-hmm. oh no, no, that, okay. That was my idea. That's right. So, okay. There's a real quick flash in Halloween ends of a newspaper, some newspaper clippings that are on Lori's wall or something. And one of them says like Meyer's house burned yeah. to the ground or raised to the ground or something like that. And I thought after the movie, yeah. I was like, I remember that newspaper clipping and I was like, you know, that would have been cool to actually see in the movie, like see like that gang of vigilant, like mob justice at the, from the end of kills. Like what if they went and burnt down the Myers house once, uh, like once they found out that Tommy and his gang were murdered and like, um, you know, Judy yes. Greer's character, Karen's killed in the Myers house. Like what if they go just burn down the Myers house and Michael like sees it from like a block away or something like that. And is like enraged that his house is burning down. Yes. Then you do a time jump into the, yep. you know, a year or however many years in the future, maybe Allison like leads a mob every year hunting Michael Myers, like trying to find him. And like Lori sees that her, she's like, Allison is like descending into like this thing and she blames herself. So uh, Lori like pulls away from her granddaughter. So there's like some drama there. I don't know. And then Michael comes back. I don't know. Like there's other stuff you could have done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just. I think I would have preferred that. I think I would have preferred because that, that's more believable to me than than whatever whatever they were trying to do with this. Yeah, one. like and Allison I, just being totally fine I, and I, like I, that romance happens so fast. Like I did not for a second believe that they were falling that, in love. Like it was like. It was yeah. It was so it was fast cringy. and cringy. Yes, was, I agree. It was cringy. Yeah. And it felt like so yep. forced and, and fake. And it was just like, like the whole scene in the, in the diner after the party and she, they have that interaction with the cop and he starts like screaming and she's all like dramatic. I was like, yeah, are we watching a lifetime movie? Like, are we, is this a, and we went and saw it with Greg's parents. Like wow. they came down for it. Like we yeah. were so pumped for, for this experience and his dad was sitting in front mm. of us cause he's in a wheelchair. We got home cause I, yeah. I was quiet after the movie. I was just sitting there. I'm like, what, and, you know, what'd you think? I'm like, what, yeah. what do you think I thought? Like it was uh, horrible. And like some guy comes up to me and he's like, you know, my sticker on the back of my car and he's like trying to talk. And I'm like, man, I rolled up my window. I'm like, I'm just not in the mood. And we get home and he's, he was sitting there and we finally like, you know, started talking about it. And he's like, honestly, and I'm waiting for it. He's like, I wow. didn't think we were in the right wow. theater. He's like, for an hour and 15 minutes, he's like, I didn't know what the fuck we were watching. He's like, I didn't, had no yeah. idea it had anything to do with Halloween. And I'm like, you know, same. Like, it just, it didn't, the, the only thing that kind of had me hopeful, and I remember you said you, were, you and your friend were like super excited and, you know, you, you were hearing what people were saying about it wasn't, going to be what you thought it was going to be so immediately when we sat down and you know when h18 started it was a scene before the credits and then kills it was a scene before the credits and when this started and we got credits and it was blue i'm like dude that's that season of the witch that's h3 font and i got 
I'm telling you, Mike, I got, I was sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> I started getting all excited. I'm like, they're going to tune in Silver right, Shamrock right. with his mask, you know, you know, and I'm waiting for it. No. And then no, nothing. We got nothing. And that the, the fact that they leaned so and, heavily into the season of the witch look too made again, again, yeah. I thought it was cool the first time I saw it, but then thinking about it later, it's like they fucking knew what they were doing like they knew this was a bait and switch they knew this was not what people wanted and they leaned into it and the fact that it was i don't know just uh i just keep coming back to like the bait and switch of it all just makes me so mad (laughs) makes me so mad did you see did you see that david gordon green he just did an interview with someone and they asked him and he said that he had a whole idea for a season of the witch thing, they didn't, they didn't, he wrote it out and it was going to be at the end. Um, they were going to go to the silver shamrock factory and it was going to be spouting out the, the three masks. And then it was going to start pumping out my like, mask. Wait, like that was going to be the original ending of the movie. He, he wanted to do it. Yep. And I screenshotted it. I was like, it, but he said that they never filmed it because it was going to be too much fan service. And I'm like, the fans that are coming and paying to watch your piece of shit movie, the ones that probably would have like stood up and applauded, oh, yeah. like you taking that, that like I would have probably like, I, I probably would have stood up and gave it a standing ovation if it would have, yeah. Yeah, if it would have went sure. that way. When, I you feel know like I mean? when like, you are trying to end a big saga like this or whatever, like, um, mm-hmm. It, the movie's got to be 40 to 50% fan service, like minimally, you know, on, on top of a good story at the same time, that's like the balance, but like, that's what, that's what the fans are there for. Like they want to get rewarded for their devotion to this franchise. So they want the Easter eggs. They want the fan service at that point, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. like, and it, this was definitely the opposite of uh, fan service, <laughs> whatever it was, it was vastly different than, any kind of fan service, I think. I know, like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand, his, like, him saying that he was a fan of the franchise, and like, da- and da- I'm like super disappointed in Danny McBride to the point where I want to be like that scolding mother that's like, yeah, I'm really am. disappointed in you. You know, like a serious conversation. Like, I want to sit him down and be like, you said you were a fan. Why did you even yeah, think that I this agree. was okay? Like, why? And you know, David Gordon Green's doing that. The yes. Exorcist, so. And he's making that into a trilogy. So, like, let's let's completely well, destroy hey, another. Well, hey, at least the first one will probably be horror good. franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll leave us hopeful. But I just, I'm glad yeah, that we both are sure. on the same page. But again, I, I would like to have a conversation with someone that enjoyed it and to hear yeah. their side of it, like what they enjoyed, because I'm I'm super curious, like. I'm, I'm curious and I'm not saying that in any like mean no. or like, <laughs> like backhanded way, but I would like to just kind of get their side of it. Cause I just, I can't see. I, I agree with you. And like I read so many like tweets and articles. Like I was just like, I'm trying to understand. Cause I, it felt to me like, I don't know if you are a star Wars fan, but it felt to me like when um, this trilogy to me is very similar to the Disney sequel Star Wars trilogy where like um, Halloween H2O and the force awakens. I really like the force awakens. I know people are mixed on it. I, I really like that movie. I really like Halloween uh, 2018. The last Jedi comes out. I'm mixed on that movie. I love a lot of it. There's some of it that I don't like 
Same with Halloween Kills. <laughs> there's some that I yeah. love, and there's stuff that I don't like at all. <laughs> and then this, the last movie, Halloween Ends, similar to Rise of Skywalker, build as this epic conclusion to this 40-year-long saga, and to me, completely mm-hmm. whiffs. I don't like the Rise of Skywalker at all. I think it misfires on a lot of things. I think there's some cool visual things, but that's about it. And that's kind of how I feel about Halloween Ends. And so, like, after both those movies came out, I'm, like, trying to, like, figure out. I'm trying to be like, okay, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm yeah. going to read articles about it. I'm going to figure out. And both times, I'm like, nah, I don't get it. Like, anyone that I read an article that liked Halloween Ends... I feel like, like I said earlier, they they liked it because they weren't as invested in the Halloween, in the Laurie versus Michael storyline, or they wanted something else, or they wanted something that felt fresh to them, and that felt fresh to them, and like, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm in this for Laurie versus Michael. You're bringing, if you're telling me Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie, then I want her to be the star of the movie, and she was not, by any means, the star of Halloween Ends, and neither was Michael Myers. He was barely in it, and I don't believe after... You know, you could say after 40 years and 12 other movies or whatever, but even in just Halloween 78 to Halloween 2018 to Halloween Kills, I don't believe for a second that Michael Myers wouldn't kill Corey when he found him in his little cave. Like, that doesn't make sense. What, you just, like, saw that he, like, killed somebody else accidentally and that makes you save him? That doesn't make sense at all. Like, I would have preferred what I thought, where I thought they were going after Halloween Kills because, like, Michael Myers is brutally... Uh, beaten at the end of Halloween Kills. Like Judy Greer stabs him with a pitchfork and then he's beaten by a mob. And <laughs> at the end of that, she's he's stabbed in the in the neck with his own knife. And he then he gets yeah. up and <laughs> kills a ton of people and then goes kills Judy Greer. Like that that to me told me that like, okay, they're abandoning the he's just a man narrative and they're going into Cult of Thorn yes. territory or whatever. And I'm like what I don't love that, but like, yeah, fine. It still feels like a Halloween movie. I would have so much preferred them to reignite the cult of thorn thing in Halloween ends or the silver shamrock thing, anything else, because yes. at least those feel like Halloween movies to me. And even Halloween kills felt way more like a Halloween movie than Halloween ends does. I don't even know if they use the theme very much. Um, it felt like it was scored radically mm-hmm. differently. And even like 2018, they use the main theme and like Carpenter's score is like uh, referential to the original 78 score. And in this one, I just felt like I didn't hear the theme and, until the credits at the end. And I was just like, Oh, okay. And it's, and like you, you would expect that you would have the, the, the opening, like opening sequence, you would have had the music, you would have had something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that resembles the franchise. And that's funny that you say that about ends because when, and when the, or at the end of kills, I thought that um, they were to go with like a supernatural approach approach with right. the mask. That's why when I heard people saying like that it was already getting mixed reviews and it wasn't really good. I'm, and I saw the um, H3 font. I'm like, maybe people are pissed because they took that route and they're doing supernatural silver shamrock, tying that in with the mask because it would make sense. Like when he puts it on, he becomes evil. I mean, like, yes, he is evil all the time, but like you have to have that evil and then have the, the added silver shamrock mask. So I was like, that's that that would have been okay in my book or like you said yeah reintroducing um, the story literally timeline. almost anything, anything else would have been okay anything that focused like it could have been a dog shit movie as long as it focused on michael and Lori and allison that's what i wanted you know and i don't think it's too out of the realm of 
I don't think it's too crazy to expect a trilogy to focus on the characters that it's set up in the first two movies. Like that's all I wanted really. And that's not what I got. I, I totally agree. And I felt like too, if they, okay. If they did such an epic ending with him and the goddamn shredder and had, having the whole town yeah. walk behind the car, why did they throughout the whole movie? No one cared. Lori was crazy. Yeah. It wasn't a big, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a big deal. Forget about it. So then why, why is the whole town fucking following them? Why did they have the woman that got um, stabbed, and uh, kills. jabbed yeah. in the throat with a fucking light bulb? Why is she in it? And she can't talk. Like all of it was just so unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, yeah, that, this makes no sense to me. Yeah, and the I ending just, was not earned at it. all. Like I, what I thought was plausible was the fact that people blame Lori for Michael's murders. Like they see her smiling outside a supermarket and they're like mad at her. Like I, that, that would make sense to me that they're mad at her yeah. for like bringing right. him back or letting him go or whatever they, you know, they make up in their minds or whatever, especially after Halloween kills like that, that mm-hmm. felt in line with Halloween kills They're like angry that this plague is hurting their town or whatever. Like that makes sense. But then for them to come together and support, yeah her in at the end made no it was not earned at all like it made zero sense which i feel like again in the in the situation that i thought of in 30 seconds after i saw the movie if like Mm -hmm. if allison was trying to like lead the town and hunting michael myers i feel like there was nobody like somebody should have been hunting for michael myers in halloween ends and nobody was no one was even looking for i feel like there should have been like a loomis type character that was after like or like I don't know. I kind of missed Loomis in this new trilogy. Like they had, we had a doctor in the first one that ended up being mm-hmm. uh, the reason that they got to get like, you know, that Michael and Lori were came together. But I feel like I kind of missed yeah. a doctor element or a hunting element of not so much in kills because it took place right after that same night. So it makes kind of sense that there wouldn't be one, but like at least in ends after four years, after like four years or me yeah. or Allison becomes that or Allison wants to learn she's obsessed with this guy that killed her parents and wants to learn as much about him as she can so she goes to smith grove and gets the file somehow i don't know like there's a way to bring in other elements um instead of just introducing a brand new character like i can't i can't imagine i can't imagine that i can't imagine that at all no and that's where and too like with with the endings and that's this i was on the same path as you like thinking like what could have been a little bit more like a lot more believable but i want that's why too i wanted Lori and michael to both die if anything Lori, because what i wanted to happen was i wanted to to be emotional and i wanted to be like okay that chapter between Lori and michael is closed right allison survives so she wants to leave haddonfield so there's that like breaking the cycle of trauma and staying there you know what I mean? And, and having that, like um, having the emotional moment of Lori dying yeah. and Michael dying. Right. And having that whole interaction. So then I, and I wanted her to be leaving in like U-Haul van and you see her taking off and the music's playing in the background or the, like the credits. And then you see her car kind of trail off and it's like an aerial view. And then it goes to a factory and then it cuts to the mass being produced. And then you start hearing the silver shamrock and then it ends because that opens the opportunity for. Yeah, you're right. Another or you could even have done like a season of the witch remake if you yes. wanted to yeah. and i would have been fi- like you know what i'm saying like that would have been cool but no yeah. let's just talk about Ugh. fucking cherry blossoms and 
Like, can you imagine if you watched Return of the Jedi? And I don't know why. I'm just, Darth Vader were I was very <laughs> you know upset. What I, mean? I was. It hurt. Yeah. It hurt my heart. I was like, this yeah, is not the way I wanted it to um, end. But so moving on, I have a question for you. What do oh, you? Okay. Okay, because I mean, they called this Halloween ends. I said it's the last whatever. We, we all know they're going to make another Halloween movie. There's no way they're not going to make another one. Of course, yes. at some point they might. I mean, this yes. movie achieved the unthinkable for me is that I hated this. I hated Halloween ends so much that I'm fine if they don't make another Halloween movie for a long time. <laughs> like I'm just okay. Same. I am the same boat as you. I'm like I do not want to yeah. see anything that has to do with and Halloween I, in yeah. like the next. And I don't think years, that was their intention, <laughs> but that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm fine. I got my. I got my. Yes. You know. Halloween 78, I'm good to go for however long. Anyway, yes. knowing that they are going to make another Halloween movie at some point, what mm-hmm. do you think they're going to do? And or what do you want them to do? Do you want them to do another reboot? Do you want them to start another branching off timeline? Do you think it should be like some kind of prequel thing? Like what do you think, the where do you think the franchise goes after this? Okay, so I will give you, that's a very Thank you. great question too, because I've thought about this. Yes. Um, I What I think is going, okay, there's a difference of what I think yeah. is going to happen, what I want to happen. What I think is going to happen is they're going to continue on with some sort of like playoff oh, really? story okay. and we're going to have some sort of, I, I do. I mean, I know that he got killed in this one, but I think the whole um, him connecting with the evil and it's not, it wasn't about Michael. It was just like, the, whatever that they were trying to say that this movie was about. I think that they're going to make it more about um, the town or I don't know. They're going to do something ridiculous with it because so many people, and I know a lot of people it's negative, but I feel like a lot of people are, are kind of praising the whole Corey hmm. character storyline that they liked it. So I, I don't know if that's going to spark new ideas for like a new Michael Myers. Um which I, 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 I don't feel like it's going to feel yeah. natural. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like we're going to get the same reaction or the same potency of yeah. Yeah. the original. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Cause I just, I, people, I, I see shots of him putting on that mask, you know, that yeah. scarecrow mask yeah. that he throws on in that scene. I think that they're, they're going to try to like develop something along the lines, but newer, I don't know. I just feel like now all bets are off because of this <laughs> yeah, trash bag movie that we got. I agree all bets are off. That's why it's it's kind of a hard question <laughs> to answer because also like the rights aren't with this Blumhouse that's made the last three movies. Like they're, they're not making it anymore. The rights go back yeah. to Mustafa Akkad. So, um, uh, yes. so I don't know. I guess that knowing that the rights are moving to a different studio made me think that it would probably be something different that didn't have to do with this trilogy which made me think we're in store mm-hmm. for maybe like another reboot somehow, like a remake of the original or something in between where maybe it, something more like we wanted the Rob Zombie one to be where it's not exactly the same story, but it's Michael Myers and there's maybe there's not a Lori, but maybe there's somebody else. I feel like I would rather it be a Mike, give us a Michael Myers movie without Lori in it somehow, but he's just stalking other kids or something. Um, <clears throat> or, or re- okay, yes, exactly. Okay, or reboot from four oh, and sure. do a yeah. Jamie okay. timeline. Do something different, like from a different 
yeah. part of the timeline and kind of go back and kind of like redo that and maybe see where that goes. Because like you said before, there's so many timelines in this franchise, there could be potential to do, I don't want to say like reboots, remakes, but yeah. to start from like a different, a different storyline, which I think at this point, I kind of feel like since we saw this throw something else at us, because as much, I don't think I'd be as hyped up, but I would, I would, I would see, I'd be curious. And I do think yeah. other reboots are going to come just because of the reception from you know, what David Gordon Green did, I think people are going to be right. like, oh, I could do yeah. this better. I could do this. Yeah. I think, so. um, I think regardless of what it is, I, I think I'm going to be more open to it after being soured by Halloween ends. I'll be like, whatever you give me, as long as it's got Michael Myers in it and he's the actual guy killing people, then I'm going to be in. Um, is that, is that what you would, is that like, to, like asking you the same question? What, um, what do you I don't think know. I think it's going, probably, I think a remake is, probable um to be the next just kind of like i feel like there's got to be a desire to start fresh because there are so many convoluted timelines and i think the rob zombie ones i feel like this whatever studio made those wanted those to go further i think if um i think they wanted to make a third one in his timeline and they just never got it off the ground because he was done i just heard an interview with him recently that said yeah. First, he didn't even want to make a second one, and he only agreed to make a second one if he never had to work with the studio again. Like, oh, because it was the Weinsteins. It was Harvey Weinstein and Bob Weinstein, who he said were terrible. He said they, they were awful, like as much as they're hated in real life, like they're actually or like, you know, in by society, they're also terrible yeah. to work with. And so he said, fine, I'll do the second one if you tear up my contract and I don't have to ever work with you guys again. And they agreed to it. And um uh, so I think they yeah. wanted that to, to, to go further instead of making sequels to the original one. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try another reboot, but maybe like with a fresher take that isn't so tied into like a Lori timeline or a Lori Strode character. Um, and maybe, I don't know. I would like to see something. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more Loomis, I guess. I like that character. That's another thing about the Rob Zombie one. Malcolm McDowell yeah. is a great Loomis, I think. I think he's very well cast as Dr. Loomis. Um, that was a good casting decision. I did like it. The, yeah. That was the one part that I did like about um, Rob Zombies was Loomis because Loomis is one of my top, if not my favorite oh, yeah. character in the franchise. And that would be cool to see like a, a, a background. Yeah, like his maybe like a younger, Michael. maybe like a younger Loomis or, or something. Or maybe like, maybe it's just a different story. Like maybe he still breaks out of the, of Smith's Grove. But instead of like mm-hmm. focusing on Lori or something, it's focused on like Loomis hunting him or something like that, you know? Um, yes, I would. Now that changes it all. If they did that, oh my God, I would be here for it. I would be, yeah, I would, would be, be super cool. stoked. For like that. maybe Loomis doesn't know that, like in Halloween, the original, like Loomis knows he's going to Haddonfield. Like he's going back there. Like maybe Loomis doesn't know where he's going and he's maybe he's not going to Haddonfield. Maybe he's going somewhere else, but Loomis yeah. has to like track him. And it's more of like a detective kind of like um, following the clues or following his murder spree kind of thing. You know, that would be cool. Yeah. Like yeah. More like a seven yeah. type tracking. That'd be uh, cool. That's brilliant. I think. Yeah. I'd be here for that. And that's like, it's funny because Loomis, he was, when we went to um, Halloween Horror Nights and Halloween was a house this year. He was so like heavily, you could feel him throughout the whole house. 
And there was my favorite, one of my favorite lines from the whole franchise is when he's, the kids go up to the house and he's like, I, I don't want to, I'm horrible. Get your ass like, out of there. Yeah. Get <laughs> and you're walking through the house and it's like super loud, but then you're going like up to the Myers house and that oh, that's amazing. on the speaker. <laughs> and I, I flipped out. I was like, no way. And I got so excited. I'm like, it's Dr. Lomas. And Greg's just staring at me. He's like, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I get it. But like it kept looping, and as we were walking away, I, could, I kept hearing it, and I was so happy. I had this shit-eating grin on my face. I'm like, That's I'm great. so happy that they put my that favorite, in there. Uh, my favorite Loomis line yeah. is in Halloween 2, where just right in the beginning, when like the neighbor comes yeah. out and is like, oh, these trick-or-treaters will be the death of me, and he just goes, you don't know what death is, and runs away without any explanation at all. Like <laughs> That is my favorite line. I'm not oh, even kidding you. That and when when it stops and he comes out of the car and it's the far distance and Michael's watching him and he's like, <laughs> I shot him six times. Yeah, and they're just like, okay, dude. The the best. Like, what does that neighbor think that this old man just yelled, you don't know what death is and ran away? Like, what? What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Shakes oh, his head okay. and goes back into his house like these people are crazy tonight. <laughs> That's that is my favorite line, and then Rosalind, my my uh, daughter, she'll say all the time, <laughs> "I shot him six times." I'm like that is hilarious. My uh, I have a son who is, uh, just turned six, and this is the first year that he has yep. taken notice of things that I have up around the house um, and Halloween decorations, like a Halloween movie poster or an alien movie poster. And so he's like, "Can I watch that?" I'm like, "No, dude, you cannot." Um, <laughs> I'm doing yeah, you a like favor by not showing you these And movies. like I have these like little like uh little toys or like figurines. One's like a Michael Myers and he's like, Who's that? And I'm like, that's Michael Myers. What movie is he? He's in Halloween. He's like, oh wow. And so he like knows this is the first year he like knows who Michael Myers is and stuff. And so it's it's weird to have Yeah. He wants to have conversations about it, but I like I don't want to tell you everything, dude. You're six. <laughs> like, you know, I can't I can't tell you that. And, um <laughs> Like the other like couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Ooh, we're getting closer to Halloween. You want to watch like a spooky movie, like Nightmare Before Christmas or something?" He goes, "I want to watch Alien." <laughs> like, dude, we're not watching Alien. He goes, "Why?" I was like, "Cause it's terrifying. <laughs> you're not gonna watch Alien till you're older." Um, yeah, like you exactly. will have nightmares. Yeah, but it's funny that he's like asking now. me questions about <laughs> Michael Myers now that he's six, and like now I'm already thinking like someday when he's a little bit a little older. I will be able to watch Halloween with him and I'll yeah. be very excited to see what he thinks of it and, uh, you know, hopefully give him a, a good experience with it. Yeah. That's so exciting because like, yeah, Roz, she went to Halloween Horror Nights and she did all the houses and she, I taped it. I shouldn't be saying this, but I turned it on in my little um, sling and yeah. I just did the audio cause I wanted to capture mm-hmm. like that moment. You know what I mean? Because, you know, just as how much sure. the movie yeah. means to, to me. And to experience the, the closest that I'll get to actually be in <laughs> right. in the realm of Halloween. And we get out of the house and, you know, his sister, my sister-in-law, she's hmm. terrified of Michael Myers. And she's like, I don't know if I can do it. And you can hear in the background. She's like, <laughs> I can't. Because you could just see him like waiting. And yeah. she was just like panicked. And Rosalind's laughing. And then we get out of the house and I was like, oh my God. That... And we're freaking out. And she's like. Yeah, it was cool. It wasn't even scary. You guys are you guys are scary cats. You could just hear like mumbling to herself. I'm like, kid, oh, you so just funny. went through Halloween. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But it's it's so fun to like have know that we can 
share our love for yeah. like this type of, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not the worst horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like super gory. Yes, it is scary. But like once you can have that um, interaction. Yeah. With no, them, I think like, specifically, I think Halloween awesome. will be one of the first like adult horror movies that I let him watch because it is more, it's more suspense than it is gore. Um, it's more tension than it yes. is action or whatever. And, um, and the characters are great and like, it's just, it's a very yeah. well-made film and it's not all just like schlocky, you know, scares for, um, or jump scares or whatever like that. It's like, you know, it's pretty well plotted and well thought out. Yep. And by the end of it, you're on the edge of your seat. And it's, I think it's like, I think it, that's a good, like intro, uh, like it's like an intro horror movie. I think it's a good one. Yeah, into the realm of of the horror franchise. I mean, because there's there's so many that you know kids could could watch that aren't yeah. like super super bad. But then there's some that's like you know you think about it, you're like, well, there's not too much going on like paranormal activity. And then when you sit and watch it, you're just like, yeah, okay, exactly. I, yeah. I don't want to show that. Yeah, I am terrified. Well, I'm like so happy that we got to finally discuss all of this. I'm so happy again that. I'm, I mean, I'm sad for us, but I'm happy that we <laughs> yeah. both agreed on. Yeah. I was and, pretty sure that we were uh, on the um, same page, but I wanted to save it for the, save the reveal for the podcast. <laughs> I know I was, I, I sat there. I'm like, you know, I specifically, I was like waiting. I'm like, hmm, because this one, this one person oh, I talked to loved it and I was shocked and I didn't respond too much. And they're like, um, what did you think? I'm like, uh, like I, I don't even think I said too much, but I think they were bummed um, that we, yeah, but I just, I, I can't fake it. I, yeah. There's no way I could have been. Yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, I know. I, like I said, yeah. I'm, uh, I only have, um, I have about one other friend that I can talk to in depth about uh, the Halloween franchise. So I was very excited to be able to, uh, to, to talk to you about it, especially like, you know, you, you're, you got a horror podcast. I'm honored that you hadn't already talked about Halloween and I was the first one <laughs> to get to talk to you about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, cause I'm sure it'll be, uh, I'm sure it'll come up in other episodes or maybe it has come up already, but, uh, I just, um, I'm, I'm very glad that I got to talk to you about it. Talk about, talk about it with someone else that loves it as much as me. Um, and yeah, I hope we, yes. uh, I hope we hit everything Same. that you wanted to hit. I did. And I thought that this was great. And I would love to, you know, like down the road, um, you know, have you back on talk about some other either franchise or some sort of sure. like oh, yeah. genre of horror. You know, we could do something else. Um, so, yeah. But so, um, what's 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 next for you? What's I mean, I know that you said that you had, you know, recording some new, um, new music. Yeah, but... I don't see. I'm uh, working on new music, um, playing shows. I'm in a band called The Action. You can see our shows at theactionband.com. I'm in a band called The Amazing Shakes. Uh, we post on uh, Instagram mostly. We don't, we're not super um, active, except I am writing a comic book about them. Um, possible news on that coming up but just stay tuned i guess for that you can follow the amazing shakes on instagram the amazing shakes um i'm in a band called against the giants that's kind of working on some new music right now as well you can follow them on all the social things and um yeah just multiverse report is the nerdy podcast that i do weekly with my buddy steve haller and we'll be going to be doing that pretty much every sunday night unless we have a conflict and we can move it to monday or whatever but yeah sunday's at 9 30 ish uh live on twitch and then the next day or immediately following on podcast apps and things like that so 
that's what I'm doing uh, for the foreseeable future and just hanging out and watching movies. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, I want to hop on uh, some night, some Sunday. Cause I Twitch, I hear that's like super, like you get to talk to people and interact and, and yeah, we, is that what it is? We don't like, have a, um, like you kind of the number. We have more people that listen to it the following day than will watch live. But every once in a while, we do have like you know we have a, oh. a number of people that will watch live, and um, some of them you know will comment, and we can like kind of interact and answer questions live if we're talking about a hot topic or something like that. People will chime in and stuff, which is great. Uh, it's really yeah. cool, and you know every once in a while, usually we get. Um, uh, usually it's like YouTube comments that we get are more like, uh, how dare you say that about my favorite star Wars movie or whatever, <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> that kind of thing, which is fun. Um, yeah. uh, so yeah, no, like Twitch is definitely, it's something that's made for designed for like live streaming and following and things like that. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. We have a good time doing it. We've been doing it for over a year, which is wild. When he asked first, my friend Steve asked me to do it. I was like, I'm a busy guy, but if you're going to do all the recording and the production, then yeah, sure. I'll, I'll sit down and talk to you for an hour about nerd stuff. And, um, it's been great. Yeah. It's been yeah, doing it for over a year. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you again, Mike, for chatting with me for two hours. It's been I two hours? Appreciate- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We could easily. have talked another two, so I'm Thank glad you so that we much kind for of having like... me. I really appreciate it. Like, um, I do love, um, I love a good podcast, and when it's talking about something that I love, I don't care if it's four hours long. I'll listen to the whole thing. So, perfect. Exactly, I'm on the same page. But, uh, yep. So, everyone, make sure that you're listening to or uh, listening to Pretty Killer Podcast on Spotify or Anchor. Um, I just got TikTok, so please follow <laughs> on there because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm new to the ticking and the talking, so uh, definitely follow on there. And just thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you all have a great night. Bye-bye.